22. <laughs> we're uh, in the new year. And we're gone for another year. <laughs> God. Wow, what a start of the year already this has been. Yeah, how many days? 14 days in? 14 days in. Two weeks into the new year. We, uh, we're we dropping the first episode of the new year. We didn't get to do last couple on the basis that I had COVID over Christmas. So, yeah, yeah. of all the times to get it, I got it then. Christmas Day, weren't it? Literally Christmas, well, uh, symptoms was like Boxing Day, but I already kind of knew because Tash got her result Christmas Day and it was positive. So we had to cancel all of our plans and yeah, it was great. Yeah, I had a wonderful time. I did drink a crate of a beer though. So I still, you know, I was still able to get on that, but just nothing else. Mm. <laughs> How was your Christmas? Good, I actually got out. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. Welcome everybody to the Pro Wrestling Roll-Up, a three men, one full podcast. And it is 2022 and I can't believe it. Uh, I can and can't believe it because... Just how how time works, isn't it? It seems like every every year since this pandemic, it's just gone... People think it's gone slow, but I think it's gone quicker. I think certain parts of it have gone slow and then... Yeah, you're right. Some some of it has gone pretty quick, but I, I think in general it, it's all gone pretty quick, hasn't it? But yeah, man, we're not quite out of the woods yet, but it's a new year. New year, new me. Get down the gym, I probably will. Not. Uh, so in... Look <laughs> I am actually going tomorrow. Um, he says. I will, I'll prove it. After editing this, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, 2022, wrestling... We are going to do... So, we missed... Um, it was just a couple of fun episodes we were going to really do over Christmas, so it wasn't too much. But the news that has piled up since our last episode, um, there's just so much. And there's been a lot of wrestling in between now and... Well, then and now. Um, I'm still catching up. I haven't caught up on Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I could tell you some results. I can't tell you everything. I can, I've can. i seen like some of the big results, but I haven't caught up on it yet. And I've, I've deliberately tried to stay away from it just because I want to... You know, I wanted to watch it and enjoy it as a fan, um, but I just, yeah, I just haven't been able to get quite get to it yet. But um, yeah, there's been there's been a lot, there's been a lot, and there's still a lot to come. Um, but yeah, I suppose we're going to go through it all now, aren't we? Yeah, um, if you've got a spare five hours, then um, <laughs> I'm sure you can stay with us. Luckily, at this point, you've, you've, you will have seen how long the episode's going to be before you've got here so that's yeah hopefully that's a plus and it's not five hours but we'll see four hours 55 okay (laughs) again everybody welcome to the pro wrestling roll-up and around the mic tonight it's the predictions winner ash (laughs) i'm russ you work at a bookies now as well so you know absolutely no excuse for you to get predictions wrong you or jay um but yeah well we'll see about that (laughs) you can't guarantee things in this life you, wow, that was quite deep, wasn't it? For a Friday night. <laughs> when did you take up philosophy? For about five seconds, then. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that not the only thing that takes five seconds with you. So, so, so what I was told. Not memory loss, yeah. <laughs> what have we got coming up today? Uh, we talk. We do. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we have some GCW news. Are you sure? No. <laughs> There's. Can you believe it? More WWE releases, and we're, we're two weeks in. 
Yeah, we'll be talking about Tony Storm leaving WWE. Yeah, Corey Graves uh, may be medically cleared to compete. WWE uses the forbidden door. <laughs> well, it's all about doors. MLW is suing WWE. A lot of WWE news. Yeah. We have, we'll be talking about some debuts in AEW. We're going to be talking about some releases in AEW. Uh, some like Cody. The know. Cody Show. <laughs> Wrestling has more than one royal family. Yeah, they probably got indicted for stuff. <laughs> we can't uh, talk about <laughs> there's a new wrestling promotion uh, coming up here in the UK down in London new Riot Wrestling we'll be talking a little bit about them uh, we're going to have a look back at 2021 and we're going to take some bold predictions for 2022 and there's going to be a lot of other stuff in between I'm sure but you know you kind of probably have to bear with us we're probably not going to hit everything in this episode because there has been so much that's happened and there's probably going to be some stuff while we're recording they go oh for fuck's sake well that's always the way isn't it you can't get around it unfortunately but um, before we kind of go into the GCW side of things um, one thing that regrettably we weren't able to get to and you know to be honest it's not something we ever really wanted to kind of go through anyway because it's always terrible news uh, when somebody in the industry passes away unexpectedly but of course at this point now, it's very common knowledge um, of former Ring of Honor star Jimmy Rave, mm. uh, who tragically passed away back in December. And um, just the last, uh, it's just well, it's tragic, isn't it? I don't want to go. I don't want to go loads into it, but oh, no, it's you know, he had both of his legs amputated and an arm amputated, and um, you know, and then it's just too soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's everything. Obviously, is out there for people to see. The news was just it's, again. It's, it was another one of those ones. It's just horrible to see it. But um, you know, obviously, uh, all best wishes to family and friends. And you know, we may he rest in in power. Yeah, I uh, can't think of anything else to say apart from that. No, uh, it's, it's it's all it's it's tricky. It's you know, because what can we say like that really means anything? To um, be honest, like in general, you know. But I was watching the old TNA. When he was tagging with uh, Lance Archer. Is that the Rock and Rave connection? Yeah, when they were playing with... um, Well, Rock and Rave Infection. Yeah. Yeah. When they were using um, Guitar Hero guitars and Dragon Ever Slash. That's that's about, like, I've got, like, memories of that sort of stuff, like, but they're... Yeah, it's it's not as ingrained in there, but it's just it's tragic, and you never ever want to see it, and it's it's just sad. I know know there was was a wrestling promotion that Vince Russo kind of worked on, called Ring of Glory I think it was Ring of Glory Ring it was, of Glory it was, yeah it was oh a Christian God. it was a Christian thing and he and Jimmy Ray won a ladder match I think it was a ladder match where the prize was not a title it wasn't a briefcase it was a sword they won a sword I think I remember reading something about this a long time ago I, I, thanks to Russell uh, Regret for doing an episode on that that made me remember it Ring of Glory Ring of Glory. I've got to look this up, but it's just giving me anime characters. It's, I think it was like 2005, 2006, because you had like AJ Styles do, show, do a couple of the shows, and they had um, Jeff Jarrett. The, um, the names you'd probably expect from that time. Yeah, anyone who, anyone who was a known Christian would... Yeah, that might be a retro review. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> All right, well... Um, some good news, 
and yeah, moving into GCW. So we've, I mean, again, a big month for them. Uh, mm. They've got the, the big show at the Hammerstein Ballroom coming up. The Paul White Show. The Paul White Show. We <laughs> can't call it the Paul White Show. But yeah, it's coming up and it looks stacked um, already. But again, obviously, one of the other really cool things that we talked about before on the show uh, surrounding that and that weekend is their Hall of Fame. Mm. And um, they've added a couple new inductees. Who I can go through now. They've got Lufisto. Going to be inducted by Lenny Leonard. And they're also going to be inducting Tracy Smothers, which I thought was a nice touch. That's cool. Um, No word on who's inducting Tracy Smothers as of yet. Um, Not that I can see from GCW, but we did get word on who will be inducting Dave Prazak. And it is the one and only CM Punk. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. No, I think he's some new startup guy. Uh, is, is he that UFC fighter? The UFC fighter, yeah. He's trying to get a rub from MJF at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no, CM Punk. Pretty, uh, that's awesome. Um, I like that. And again, more name notoriety in GCW. And there's, there's a lot there already. Um, some good, good stuff coming up soon. I'm really looking forward to that show. I believe it's going to be airing on actual pay-per-view as well, not just iPay-per-view. Good. Uh, they, fine. they deserve it. It'll uh, it'll come up in the 2022 predictions, no doubt. But uh, yeah, I think there's just a lot of big things coming for. It's going to be a big year for GCW, I think. Yeah, and they got some established uh, like WWE Hall of Famers. Some big names coming, yeah. Some big names already already arrived. Uh, obviously, you was talking about earlier on, but Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and um, they got Kevin Nash, haven't they? Nash, yeah, us. <laughs> Crazy, it's, it's names that I never would have thought. But I, it's it's weird. Like, I I like to see that they're at, they're at a place where they can get these guys in. Um, it doesn't overshadow their own talent. It's it's helping get their talent um, on the map. If if I'm honest, I mean Effie's a big name as it is, but you know Effie's had a really really good year, good 2021. Again, we'll come to it uh, when we start taking a look back at last year, but. Really cool stuff from GCW, and I'm I really am looking forward to this month. It's going to be a big, big show, and I love, love, love to see wrestling from the Hammerstein Ballroom. Oh yeah, because it was the first, like we said before, it's where the first Raw was. Ring of Honor worked there. Should be a good one. Now the theme of the show, Ash, it's all about doors. Well, go out, go out that one then. Fuck <laughs> off. It's all. It's my house. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about doors and. Uh, the revolving doors, the ever revolving doors of uh, of WWE. So, some people have been out the door this year already. They did not waste any time in the new year before starting the the releases. Over eighty, I believe, last year. Uh, like that. Over eighty, and we've already had how many was this this most recent batch? Uh, include well, there were only a few wrestlers, and a few of them were uh, like behind the scenes people, I believe. The names I can remember. Were Timothy Thatcher. Who? Timothy Thatcher. I thought you said Tamina Thatcher. <laughs> Timothy Thatcher. Uh, but, uh, I thought he was injured, so that's a bit weird that he's. Well, Timothy Thatcher. Well, we'll start with Timothy Thatcher. He's not been on as much recently. That they they had him working as a trainer. Yeah, that's... And, and as a coach. Um, but yeah, I. Good talent. Mm. I liked him, but he, again, he's probably not everybody's cup of tea because of the style. 
I can see, you know, I, I can see that, that that probably doesn't fit in with the sports entertainment sort of gimmick, if you will. But they gave him a gimmick match. Well, yeah, they did. But then this is still NXT. It's that transition period. There's, there's actually, there's a really big story here with these most recent WWE releases. And it's not the budget cuts this time around, is it? Although no. that's probably a reason cited. This is not the reason. I mean, they all had something in common. Yeah. One thing in common. One thing that, that basically united them all. And it's hard to really look at it any other way at this point now than uh, other than Vince McMahon is essentially just cleaning house of all of w, uh, all of Triple H's guys. Yeah, but not Triple H himself. But not Triple H himself. They're, they're all Shawn Michaels. And I think Shawn Michaels no. potentially... Is he, is he untouchable? Well, he was back in the day. He was back you in always, the day. You but... always hear these stories about how much of a dick he was and that he could get away with it because he was Shawn Michaels and he was fucking amazing. Yeah, but 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 does would he would he now? Uh, I don't know, and because it, it's funny because of all the people, because obviously we get to Regal, but Shawn Michaels always gets mentioned when whenever like Adam Cole or Carl O'Reilly leaves. They always say about how good Shawn Michaels was and how good... Um, of a mentor and a coach. Yeah, with, yeah, and Triple H's. Because I don't know if, if Michaels' gig is like a full-time thing, if he if he's moved to Florida from um, Texas to be there or if he just goes up like X amount of times a week or I don't whatever know, it is. But I reckon he'd be there for the TVs. I'm not he, sure I think, he'd, yeah, I think he'd be there for TV. I'm not sure about everything else, but yeah, you always hear about how good he is and... Um, but obviously, they used to. I mean, used to be tapings as well, right? So you could you could do a few shows in an, in a in one go. Yeah. Um, so maybe he wasn't living up there then. But I don't know what the gig is now, and we'll come to touch on that a little bit more in a little bit. But um, and another person that I don't think's gone yet is Albert. No, not yet. Oh, I'd say not yet. And that sounds terrible. I, I hope he isn't because again, he's another one of those that everyone has really high praise for, and you know, probably exactly what they needed after Bill Demart. So yeah. You know, but it's just, it's, don't you think this is strange? Do you not think it's a bit weird? Like, I think we can all kind of connect the dots and that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the be all end all, all that anyone's right. But it's really difficult and, and people can say all, all they want as well that, well, if you don't work in a business, you've got no idea. Okay, but that's not entirely true, is it? We don't work in the business, so we don't know everything absolutely the same way as, as these guys do. Mm. But we're also not blind. Like, Triple H... It's, the timing is all just too convenient. Triple H, his version, his vision of NXT did not... Do, they moved it away from Wednesday, got away from Dynamite. And since Triple H had the health scare, he's been away. It just looks like Vince and co have just jumped in there and decided like, now is the time to, to get this all sorted out and basically do this how we want to do it. The brand change... Like the... the, the well, yeah, I mean, the brand change, really. It's NXT 2.0, but it's a different look, a different feel, with different music. Um, and again, like what we said before and in the past, kind of out with the old, in with the new. Mm. You know, we're bringing in these new guys in favour of former independent talent. We don't want the indie guys coming anymore. We're going to train people from the ground up. And we've said before, that's not necessarily a problem in and of itself. No. You can create stars that way. You'd think... But they need stars to go up against to make them credible. And you surely need a coaching team made of credible coaches. 
Well, and that's what's baffling about this most current batch because most of them are behind the, the scenes people. And it was funny that they got rid of all these people and then they are bringing in people again. Well, yeah, well, exactly. They're still re- they're hiring people. They just don't want Triple H's people. They're oh. just going in there and they're they're releasing all of his guys. And I there's there's no way Triple H is sat there and he's okay with it all. But what can he do? Start his own company. Like Start that. his own like, company. Like that, that says it's going to happen. If say Vince died today, it wouldn't be at McMahon. They will get the company. It would be Nick Khan. Yes. Yeah, and that is a scary thought. Well, especially when he's well, it's funny because he's a childhood friend of The Rock. Doesn't mean you're the right person to do something. There has been. That absolutely holds no relevance. Because I never story I read that The Rock is going to buy it. Like he bought XFL. Ah, uh, I I don't know. I'm not seeing that. I'm I mean, not seeing that. And there's always the Disney story, but... The Disney story's hailed a lot more weight recently um, because I saw that somebody or multiple... I don't know who did it, so I can't credit them, but it's it's not my invention. But I, I saw it and I thought it was kind of bang on. But people kind of likened it to George Lucas, right? So yeah. the prequels didn't, you know, you love them or you hate them. But and some people they get a lot of flack, right? Yeah, and some people are going to do episodes about them, but uh. <laughs> get a lot of flack, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but this is what happened when George Lucas was given free reign and nobody to tell him no, and then in the end, he kind of you know he put too much of his own vision without l- allowing others to to kind of help shape it into something better because it, it's got all the potential in the world, but could be better. But no one's there to tell him no, so eventually he has to sell it to Disney. It's just, and it almost seems like a mirror of of what people have have suspected WWE to do for a while, whether it's Disney or whether it's, you know, yeah, well, Fox, I guess. But even Fox, I don't think wanted to pay as much as as well, WWE wants them to pay, no, because it's obviously not worth the money that. And considering Disney does own Fox, then they technically don't. Disney technically owns SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, so they're technically, it's all technical. But yeah, it's all Triple H's crew in a nutshell, and that is not a coincidence. No, it's just... But, and that annoys the the hell out of me because it never needed to go down the way it did. It wasn't Triple H's fault. We loved NXT. Yeah. NXT, I said this before, whether it was last week or whenever it was, but NXT was there long before AEW. NXT gave us that alternative, although it was still under the, the WWE umbrella... It felt so different and unique to WWE that it felt like a genuine alternative. And it's because it didn't have McMahon's fingerprints over it, it was Triple H. And maybe the problem is that Triple H had ideas above his station and that's what's kind of led to it. Because if he's not meant to be the guy to take over WWE, that doesn't do anything to, to you know, to... Stop the fan. We we want we the what the more we saw from NXT, the more we kind of wanted to see that. I think the fans of NXT, we kind of got a glimpse of this is what WWE could be like, and actually that's pretty good. So if you're not yeah. going to give it to Triple H anyway, then I guess you know snuff it all out. And um, the fact that within 2.0, they're not doing takeovers; it's just regular shows and. Regular shows, but then that's been there's been a change there throughout all of WWE, isn't there? There's the change from pay per view now to premier live show. You're still going to call it pay per view? Yeah, but they are a pay per view, but they're not. 
it's, it's not their main thing anymore. It's all the network, really. Yeah, that is true. Oh man! Right before we go down that rabbit hole, because there's there's more we could say with that. Yeah. Um. Celebrating. Yeah. More the releases. So more names. It was Danny Birch, and again, similar situation to Timothy Thatcher. Been out for a while, but training. But training. Um. One of the biggest shockers for me, in a way, Samoa Joe. Again, another guy, much like the the case was with uh, Rockstar uh, Rockstar Spud. Um, being released twice, uh, who had allegedly called him up after that release yeah. to get him into, you know, straight away to pick him up and get him into NXT, where he's, you know, he can't, he got back in the ring for a bit. One match. One match, because <laughs> he, he took the title, obviously, off of Cross, didn't he? And then... Got, in, got injured. In, in, injured, in. whether that was kayfabe or I don't know. Well, the funny um, thing was... He's was, gone again. The so. funny thing that I saw was it, there was a picture of him doing recruiting or, like, um, the, the, the um, performance... For the, I think for the tryouts. The tryouts, yeah. yeah. He was there. And I think he was the, there. And Regal. But that's what I mean. That's how quick this, how quick and sudden these are. It's it's just bizarre. Like the, And again, it's not just Joe here, because you can say this for a lot of them, and especially Regal, and we'll get to that. But if you cannot find a good use for Samoa, who was great in the ring, yeah. and we don't know whether or not him being in the ring is as much of his choice as it was anybody else's, so I can't really comment on that. Because maybe there's more going on there that we just, you know, maybe he, he can't. Maybe he doesn't want to be in the ring as much. So we can't, do, you know, I can't rag on WWE for that if we don't know the full story. But we do know that he's great on the mic. Mm-hmm. He was a damn good commentator, for oh, what yeah. it was worth. Um that he was in his, you know, Regal's muscle, I guess. It kind of worked. He could have some he could have some sort of on-screen role and behind the scenes again as a coach, a mentor, a trainer, he's going to have some serious input uh that's going to benefit that company in terms of what they can. And again, it's a guy like him that will train these new people that are not um that don't have any experience with wrestling, which is now again what they're bringing in. So why wouldn't you want a Samoa Joe teaching these guys? I don't know. Spike, man. It's got to be Spike because of Triple H. It's got to be. I just wish they got him in 10 years ago. Not not when they did because it was a bit too late for me. No, I don't. Yeah, but he was still working. Yeah, it's just He was that. still working then, so, so well. And then he got injured and injured and then injured. And kind of, it's just, I know. It's unfortunate, but, but it just happened, I'm afraid. It's unfortunate, but they still had plenty of time to, to book him right. As an in-ring talent. Yeah. I mean, God damn, the man even wears a poncho like a boss at WrestleMania and you still can't do anything with him? Get out of here. Well, um, I'm surprised you, your biggest shock wasn't Runjan Singh. Runjan Singh, I've got to be honest, I didn't know Runjan Singh was a writer. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's one of those things you do know it, you'd read it. But it's, it doesn't stick in the memory. It but, wasn't something that I, I no, really thought I, of. But. I think that's the only reason he got... But I didn't know he was a writer for NXT. I don't, I don't think I ever did read I don't know. I, I didn't know he was writing for NXT when I, until all that happened because yeah. I know he was on... I think he did Raw a lot. But yeah, it's like... Because obviously our favourite memory of him was when he got knocked off in the MS Chamber. I wouldn't say a favourite memory because it looked like it sucked. <laughs> well, I think he did his knee in, but... He definitely blew his knee out on that and it looked like it sucked. I couldn't tell you which one that was, but I remember we watched it together and we were laughing. It's going to be about 10 years ago. Well, but I don't want to say we were laughing ahead. We weren't part. laughing at the pain, Ranjan. It's not his real name, is it? But we, he's, no. he's Ranjan Singh to the, to the masses. The same way as 
Of course, Road Dog is known to the masses. Yeah. Real name. Um, Brian James. I was going to say Jesse James. Well, Brian Armstrong, actually. <laughs> Brian Armstrong. Along with his brother, Scott Armstrong. Both released together. And both kind of, you know, in honesty, both kind of as shocking as each other. Mm. Because, you know, Scott Armstrong's tenure with the company is a long. 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 And I don't think he's ever left, has he? I mean, like, um, Road Dog had come and gone, but I don't think Scott ever left. I, I could know. be wrong with that. I want to say, I want to say, because there might have been another Armstrong that they had that came and left. Because uh, um, Scott Armstrong, it, it's funny now you're talking about how it's all Triple H people. Uh, the, the last time I remember Scott Armstrong being on TV was when he was a corrupt referee, like 2013, <laughs> About that as well, you know. I forgot about that. But he's one of Triple H's boys. So, again, he's he's in that... And that's why I ask about Sean. Like, I, mean, I, I kind of... To be honest, deep down, I, I don't think... I can't see them get rid of Shawn Michaels. Oh, no. Like, I, I, don't, Michaels? I don't see Vince getting to the point where he's going to burn that bridge. And I guarantee if Shawn Michaels was let go, he would go AEW. I would be surprised at this point if, and he, be, if uh, he didn't. If he didn't. Yeah. A year ago, I wouldn't have said that. The only reason I say it now is because for the exact reason you mentioned a little while ago about all of these guys that have looked up to him and respected him and they're all going to AEW and we're going to get to a couple more. But I, I 100% see that. And he will get... The, the moment he arrives... If they, did, if, if it's not like they did a big show, so Paul White, where yeah. it's like they announce it... No more BS. Yeah, when they announce it on Twitter, didn't they? Before he did... The, yeah. the day he debuted if they were to have him come out randomly as if he this is as if he ever was to go I, part of me says he wouldn't because he's such been such a loyal person he he could have gone to WCW means nothing though I he, don't he, think he could have gone the to WCW now. when the NWO was yeah time. absolutely yeah and they, and they and they absolutely like to tout that as often as they can when they still sing and dance about the fact they put WCW out of business over 20 years later but my the the thing that makes you kind of double take that now is that look at William Regal, who yeah. we may as well just jump jump to straight away now. He's in the same kind of pond as as a Road Dog. I mean, Road Dog did a lot of work over on SmackDown whilst they were with Fox. You know, like he's been all over. It's not like they couldn't have moved Road Dog, I guess, into like another area, unless that was kind of his choice because he was just sick of the shit. I don't I know. Thought he had, I thought he went to NXT because he had troubles with. Vince. Well, that yeah. To be fair, that sounds about right. Actually, I'm sure there's a reason why he was like the head writer of SmackDown when SmackDown first did the brand split. Well, the second brand split, I should say. But yeah. when they first started again, and they were like battering Raw. Well, because yeah, and, and again, NXT Triple H, Triple H's NXT is is a different working environment, and maybe you know, maybe that worked in in his detriment because. NXT at the end of the day was probably always supposed to be the breeding ground still to to have guys uh, ready to go to the main roster. Yeah, and maybe that was the problem long term. Is that because it became its own thing and WWE have been very reluctant at best to treat it as a third brand. And the only time they ever really got close was in preparation to move them to a TV slot on Wednesdays to, to try and get ahead of the game and compete against Dynamite. And again, that's probably what's landed them in this position now. But, you know, for the Survivor Series. And then they kind of made use of them all when everybody got stuck in Saudi Arabia and they 
had to change and rewrite SmackDown and, and bring the NXT guys in. Really it was a good damn show. good show. But what does that matter when it's audience of one? It's not Vince's vision, and that's the, you know, there's not enough people telling him no. And I can't see Nick Khan telling him no. Nick Khan's telling him, yeah, let's fire these people. It's, a good, it's going to be him making these initial judgments. Vince's got to sign off on it, hasn't he? But oh, yeah. Vince Nick Khan is, is the guy going into the ear to say that, well, we don't need this person, this person, this is how much we save, and these are the pros and cons of it. And he's, he's a businessman. Like, there's, you know, that's how business works, but it's it's been unnecessarily cutthroat for the last two years. Definitely. Unnecessarily. And and you cannot say, and we'll come to the AEW ones later on, and we'll get into this whole fist fight now that's happening with it. Um, but it's unnecessary from WWE side. They're not struggling to keep the lights on. And this the, these recent ones seem like a, a very, vind, um, very vindictive, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, Regal, what yeah. a loss. Oh, yeah. What a loss. It had no, no bad words, though. No, and I'm kind of grateful he did, because, like he said, WWE saved his life, because he, so, yeah. he had so many bad drug problems. I All the respect in the world, really, for Regal. And to be honest, I didn't expect him to come out with some sort of scathing review. No. I never thought he would. You see all these these interviews, and this is over the over years as well. Like it's not like it was from one little set time. So over all these years, and he says things like, you know, he'd do anything for Vince. Vince went out of his way when he didn't have to. They took a chance on him when they didn't have to. They brought him back. Mm-hmm. You know, there is obviously there there's obviously been points in time where WWE's done the right thing by people. Yeah, even for people that aren't there. Even people that aren't there. It obviously happens, but for whatever reason, the emphasis right now is on being pretty shitty. And that's that's a massive shame. But if Regal's cool with it, I mean, look, it's going to take time to process. He's been there for, for a long, long, long time. Since 2000? He would be there for like 20, 21 years. Right. He's a real man. He's, He's a man's a man. man. And, um, Such a man. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. But I did read somewhere today. I don't know how true this is, and if you've seen this, but he's already, I think, been made a big offer by Impact. I've read that, and I wouldn't blame him. It's gonna upset a lot of the, the AEW diehards, and I'm gonna use that term. I love AEW, but I am also a believer in that you can love more than one thing. Wasn't and I in- and I don't need to go out with a pitchfork to fight for a company. It's not my job to. It it's in- their job to impress us. I thought it was Impact as well. <laughs> Impact. Well, no, I don't know. That's what I mean. It's, the point I'm going to make there is that I've seen... Because you, you see it all the time. Someone gets released. It's like, oh, AEW. Get me an AEW. Yeah, I, I know Jay would say it. And, but the thing is, I, I've got to admit, he would be a good fit for AEW. He would give them some more of what they need, which is that legitimate... I just feel like he's he's he would be a crucial piece to their puzzle. Someone like a Dean Malenko is probably giving them a lot. And Arn Anderson probably is giving them a lot. They need those guys to try and make them... Like a, a Brian Danielson, since getting to, to AEW, he's having wrestling matches. Yeah. You know, and you're seeing this shift in quality on television. And it's a good thing. It's going in the right direction. I think Regal can bring that to them. But whoever picks up Regal is going to be a massive win for them. And Impact, let's face it, you know they're not going to be able to do wrong if they get Regal in there and they let him do what he needs to do. Well, there's a possibility because 
Ring of Honor is definitely coming back. Which is fantastic news, by the way. He could be... We could help them, because it's kind of... If you go by what they were going to be in the beginning, that's kind of his style. Mm. But another, going for another AEW thing that could happen, the New Age Outlaws. Because apparently, <laughs> Billy Gunn is um, trying to trademark New Age Outlaws. Well, let's, we'll get to AEW debut soon. Because, mm. yeah, a lot of, there's going to be the rumour mill swilling. But... Um, yeah, to wrap up with WWE releases, it, it sucks, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, because you can't get to that point where you want to like uh, you want to like someone when you see him debut, but you know, it might not last that long. I know, and it's, it's, I laugh about it, but it's obviously it's not funny, but it's you know, there is nothing more you can really do. No, it's like it's like it's like I've said before, you um, you can have a favorite player, your favorite sports team. But you know, eventually, they'll eventually go. they're going to go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it does kind of work like teams. But again, that's why then, if you're going to support the player, you know, teams. I suppose the difference with sports is you're not supporting an individual player as such as you are. You support no. that team, and it's maybe the, the, maybe there is a bit of that with wrestling. That you know, I say maybe. Actually, it's probably clear as day, isn't it? There well, are WWE diehards. I, I just used the phrase AEW diehards. There are people that will support the company regardless. But I, I think, do think more often than not in wrestling, you, you will support the actual talent. But I do feel like sometimes that's more the women. Because you know how wrestling fans are like, especially the male ones. I Well, to a degree. But I think there are you, you do get certain types of characters that have like a cult-like following. Yeah. And not, not just because of their gimmick, but, you know, there are, there are uh, legions of fans out there that will follow a particular star and yeah. see what they're doing. Bray will have a lot of fans come through no matter where he ends up. Danhausen, Danhausen, yeah, Danhausen's a really great one actually. Danhausen will be bringing the same kind of fans with him wherever he goes, and then obviously the the goal is then you pick up more and more people watch the product, isn't it? It's the whole point. That's your what you're supposed to offer to the company. So I don't know, man. In terms of people offering to the company, that's a lot of guys there that offered a lot. I would have thought, and for whatever reason, they're out of the door. So. But there's a possibility in the future, like they say with everyone, they might come back. Well, but, of course, yeah. They say never say never, but... Right, Bieber, know. fuck off. Oh, it's, no, it's not, they said it before Bieber. It's not, I didn't... I'm not a believer. Can't prove it. Um, you can't prove that. I bet, I bet I can. Can't prove that. That won't hold up in court. We'll get to that. All right, Prince Andrew. So, in terms of... <laughs> you can't go down that route. <laughs> Oh dear, that's a touchy subject. Or is it just Andrew now because he's not a prince? That was, that was a really poor... Anyway, right, we need to move away from that because this is going to turn into a different show. Let's talk... <laughs> Let's talk about Tony Storm and how she buggered off home on a, from a house show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was more surprised by that at the time. And it's like, because she was kind of being built to be like the future... Well, she, she had a match with Charlotte yeah. one week, and the next week she's gone. So she's just been called up to the roster as well, the the main roster. Yeah, kind of. Was it a main? Was it a main? Was it a call up? I think so, because she was in the draft. I'm sure she she was a part of the draft. Oh, so. yeah. That I mean, that well, she got bought. Me. She got bought with Shotzi, who we haven't seen in a while. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. 
so and they were tag team for a while. They had a, <laughs> the funny thing was they were tagging. Uh, they beat the tag champions at the time, which I think was Natalia and Tamina. Wasn't like, that with Knox? It might. Uh, I think you're thinking of Tegan Knox, sir. Yeah, fuck it. Let's. But that was the same. We took we covered that before when she got released. We said the same thing. Yeah. That well, if that's where you were going with it, is that where you were going I can't with remember it? That. They were, they got the number one contender match and it never happened. They they beat the champion like the champions like five six times. Yeah, that's Knox. And then um, it's Rip then, Knox. Yeah, Mike Knox. They didn't get a title match, but uh, Nikki Ash and fucking Rhea Ripley did. And they fucking won it first time. Wow. Yeah, that's good. So I'm sure she was a part of the draft because. I think there it's was, a call-up. There was definitely vignettes. There's been, there, it, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was a call-up, but regardless of whatever their position was for her on the card, on the card, what, she, that, what they wanted her to do, she obviously didn't want to do it. Um, the, the report that I'd seen was that she paid out of her own money to just get a flight home. Mm, I heard that. Oh, you've got to be in a kind of bad place to... I don't mean like her, like she's, you know, she's in the wrong or whatever... But like mentally, you've got to be at a point where you just think, "I have got to get out of this environment." Like whatever was going on, if that was the right thing for her, fair play. But you know, from a business aspect, it was it was very strange because the the initial WWE take on it wasn't their traditional. Of it, it was just a we've come to terms with the um, yeah, it was like the she, release was it? It wasn't. Yeah, they didn't say she, they released her. Yeah, she asked for it and they gave it to her. They've granted her release, I think. Which, yeah, yeah, it was along is, those lines. But she didn't actually ask her ask for a release. With what, what we understand, she just went home. Because <laughs> it's funny because you hear all because before, like obviously, like people like Rusev, Miro, whatever, who people are, the people that like Rusev and Miro who asked for their release years ago never got it, and then obviously they get released. Um, like a year or two later. They, I mean, FTR were asking for a release for a long time, yeah, weren't they? And then... And then it's like... Then this one person asked for it and like, yeah, go ahead. So does that, does that to me... To well, me, I, I, well, I don't know if she asked for it. I thought... Because I thought some of the initial reports were that she never... That it shocked people on the basis that no one knew she did feel this way. That was kind of... That was the initial... I don't know if more has come out since then because I've got to be honest... I was, I only really followed this story when it first broke, so I don't know bits of news that would have come out afterwards. This was, but this is what like a week it's going to be a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, I, I was think. Gonna say, was it the week after Christmas or like? Because she, like I said, the, she had a match with Charlotte, she lost, and then she's gone. And I've heard, I've always heard stories about how Tony Storm was like the Goldberg of the indie scene, where she never lost, and then people get upset because she lost. <laughs> Because I reckon, I reckon Tony Storm would probably not have won in the Rumble, but she would have a. Um... The Rumble's a very difficult one to call because yeah. sometimes you get guys in there that are white hot, or or at least red hot, and they they're out within fifteen seconds. Yeah, but the, the, I think I think she, <laughs> I think the reason why Charlotte, I've, we might as well do you want to talk about it now why Charlotte's in the Rumble match at the moment, is because she hasn't got a challenger. No, oh, exactly. And that would be that would have been Tony Storm. I'm just looking now. So, uh, Inside the Ropes article on this one. So, yeah, it was Sean Ross Sapper Fightful who first reported it. I mean, he's <laughs> he's on it. He's on them all, to be honest. Sean Ross Sapp is the... For those out there that might not know, you probably do if you listen to this, so I'm not going to condescend anyone. But if you don't know, Sean Ross Sapp is the guy to, to follow online. He breaks this news quicker than... Probably before it happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's lightning quick. 
Um, but yeah, I think there was a, there was a few people that got in on this, weren't there? Of course, Meltzer was involved and everything else. Um, okay, so this seems like this this come from Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio, and uh, so again, I, well, you got to take this a pinch of salt. I'm not trying to throw shade, but it's very fifty fifty. I feel with Meltzer, but he he put out there that. As far as her reasons and why she left, the only thing I heard was burnout, essentially. Uh, I heard that some people there, uh, I heard from some people there, it was kind of uh, the kind of feeling if you watch the build-up of her in Charlotte Flair and the Charlotte Flair feud, you're probably, if you were her and you think about your job as opposed to just doing your job, you probably ask a lot of questions like, why did I get a pie thrown in my face twice when I'm a baby face? Even though she did get the revenge, why, when you're building up the big match, do I get my ass kicked and win by disqualification? Why did I not win the match? Etc. Um, Etc. Et and that seems very heavily based on how she's being booked. So I don't. I don't think that's the be all end all. I don't think that what's in the grand scheme of her WWE career up to that point is quite short. <laughs> you know, almost like yeah, a blimp in terms of what that feud is. I can't think that it's just that feud that's made her do it. No, I've, I think she might have lost to like even. I think she was in that Queen of the Ring tournament. And I don't think she even won a match. So oh, that's not great, but it's still you still got to do your job. Yeah, if it's the carrying way- carrying Cross went out there looking like an absolute tool, but he did his job. He did it the best that he absolutely could do it. It's not his fault that they gave him a turd to work with. Hey, don't talk shit about Scarlet. Well, they didn't give him Scarlet. <laughs> don't twist those words. Oh, they didn't give him Scarlet. Do you know why? Um, well, I was watching an interview that they did with Renee. Yeah. And um, I think she was out because she had a was it an implant? One of her breast implants had apparently um, so. Yeah. Which again, they and for obvious reasons because it's none of our business, but it, it didn't become public knowledge. But it was on. it was weird yeah. that it was you know that it wasn't um, even acknowledged why she wouldn't be with him. You know, I, th- I think having something, even if it's a storyline reason, a kayfabe reason, would have been better than nothing. Which is what we got, and a skirt. We got him in a skirt. But anyway, by the by, yeah. I don't think that it's fully to do with that. I did see something. I can't remember where I saw it, so I don't know how true that would have been. But I did see something about uh, she wasn't a fan of maybe Charlotte's attitude. But then you see so much of that at the moment. It's hard to actually try and sift through that to see how much of that is probably a shoot and how much is, you know, people being worked there because she is a heel. So Yeah, we thought she was having troubles because we thought her and Andrade split up. Apparently that's not true. Mm. Yeah, apparently not. And again, that's why you shouldn't probably pry into the personal lives so no. much of of people. But again, it's, it doesn't really hold any relevance over uh, anything that we need to be concerned over. Same as the Sammy Guevara situation with Ty Conti at the moment. There's a lot of heat on that. Yeah, because it was one of those things that people kind of knew was happening, but they didn't say it. It's, well... Because one minute it's like, oh, um, was it Ty Conti? I think... Yeah, I think it's like on someone put on you know on Instagram. I, think, I believe it's Instagram where you can ask questions. They ask you like a type of uh, question uh, thing in your story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and one of the questions was, and obviously as a male fan, was I'm I've noticed you're not taking any photos of your husband. Are you not together anymore? And she said, yeah. And then like a week or two later, 
Sammy Guevara split up with his girlfriend who he proposed on live TV. Yeah. And there's always been that thing where they're together on a lot of photos, like being close together, and they denied it, and then all of a sudden they're together. It's well, it's awkward, but look, I don't, not, think, I don't think it's another Stephanie Triple H China. I, I, I don't know, and and in, in, in all honesty, and with all due respect to everybody involved, I don't care. I don't care. It's not my business. It's, I, it's literally nothing to do with me. Like, I, you're watching it for what they're doing on TV, what people choose to do in their own lives. And who they choose to be with, and you know, whatever you got to do, what makes you happy. It's absolutely nothing to do with anyone else. It's just it's difficult, which we've said before, because you you are in the public eye, uh, and when you're in that, you know, when you're in that kind of field, because of you know, essentially you are a celebrity of sorts. So you know, you there is always going to be some sort of backlash, and there's going to be opinions on how you live your life because you live your life in front of other people, mm. almost. So you can't really, you know, can't get away from it. However. The stance to take on it really is that it's just not your business, so you don't have to worry about it. No. But it happens all the time. Matt and uh, Matt Edge, Lita. Yeah. You know, uh, like you said, yeah, Triple H, Stephanie, China. Um, yeah, there's been others. There's been others, but. Yeah, but we can't think of them. I can. I just didn't want to say it. Um, it's weird. It's just, it's weird. And again, I don't know. There's going to be probably reasons behind it that maybe we won't get to know and if that's because she just doesn't want people to know then you got to respect those wishes but yeah you've got to do you've got to do your job you've got to do the best you can whilst you're there um haven't you but you've got to admit it's got to be really really and especially again with all of these releases it's got to be really uh, tricky maybe being there for a lot of people at the moment mm. if you're not tip top of the card where maybe you do feel a bit more bulletproof because you know really anything can happen and if she's not enjoying it then I suppose it saves them the hassle doesn't it but I don't know I don't know it's a shame though in in a way because they they absolutely do need people like a Tony Storm now in that division uh, even though they've got talent there already they're clearly not focused on building any of it at the moment. No, I mean, we're um, how many weeks away from the rumble? And like you said, weeks, but we still no got, credible challenger. No, but there are people like Bailey's come back soon. Asuka to come back soon. Well, Sasha Banks is out. Yeah, with an injury, so that that rules her out of the equation. I, mean, I know you say only, but six to eight weeks. But well, yeah, but I mean, it was, yeah, but that's only six episodes of television. But there's there's a possibility she might be in a big match that. Mania, or we're not yet. Well, we'll see. We'll see with that, and hopefully she makes a speedy recovery. But yeah, strange. But strange news with Tony, to be honest. Don't know what she's going to do down the line, but obviously maybe she just needs some time away from it all. And yeah, I mean she could go back to a. I think she was stardom before, but she's obviously done like indies in the past. Like well, whether she goes back to that, I guess yeah, or just yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Tony. I never say that for everyone that gets released and all that kind of stuff, but we will see. We will see. Well, time will tell. Uh, the door. As one door closes, another one opens. So How do you like that analogy? I just see people get put through them in GCW. That's what I care about. Fuck it. That's what I was going to do. That was, I was going to use the door analogy in GCW and I never did it. <laughs> Corey Graves. The voice of Raw. Raw is door. Corey Graves. What's he got to do with a door? Corey Graves. 
Well, he's walking through the doctor's door and he's getting himself clear. <laughs> he's getting himself clear. I hope clear. the door was open and he didn't just walk through it. Why not? Yeah, imagine that. He's just about to be cleared and knocks himself out. Um, you know, Corey Graves, I mean, he kind of hinted at this back uh, around sort of Survivor Series time, didn't he? He put out that uh, little cheeky tweet saying he kind of wants to wrestle again. Yeah, because he won the 24-7 title for like 10 seconds on an episode of Raw. And old Byron sucked the dream out of him like a naughty Nunu. Teletubbies reference for anybody out there that watches or used to watch Teletubbies. I don't still watch Teletubbies. Shut up, Ashley. So, Corey Graves is um, supposedly going to be medically cleared to compete then. So, if is that confirmed for 100%? Um, It sounds like it. I I suppose they wouldn't let him go that far with it if he wasn't. Yeah. um, And it seems like there's a since like Brian and Edge, yeah, and it feels like I mean, because what was Christian? his his biggest issue? Was it it was concussions? It was concussions. Or was it the neck? He I had, thought his I, issue was with his I think neck. It was concussions. I thought it was concussions, but he might have had neck problems as well. Because I'm going to have a look whilst you. Uh, he he did do he. It wasn't known for it back in the day, but he did do a lot of hardcore stuff. In like um, one pro wrestling in the UK, he come over a lot. Wrestling hardcore style. Yeah, no, I remember Cooks. I remember seeing Corey Graves back in in the day, Fighting Spirit magazine. Uh, for those in the UK that might remember that, you yeah. you would because you used to read all the line. Um, I was in one, but the less said of that, not the better. Um, the <laughs> the uh, articles that they did. So they did uh, at one point. I I can't remember it exactly, but they used to sort of show you a lot about the up and comers. I think coming up through. Not just Britain, but I think it would have been obviously the States as well. Because I remember obviously seeing Corey Graves in there. Mm. And the whole, you know, the stayed down pose and everything. And thinking, yeah, oh, this guy looks kind of different, cool. And, you know, you're kind of into that sort of thing. I was always kind of into those kind of characters that just looked a bit different. Um, you know, so a guy like Alistair Black would have been, or Malachi Black, Tommy End, however you would have been. Like, those would have been my guys even as a kid. Mm. It's that kind of dark, mysterious kind of, you know... Um, yeah, he's he's one of those, and it just but again, it just felt like it didn't really take off. I was just having a look, and yeah, he retired after NXT Takeover. Um, well, no, he returned on the NXT Takeover Our Revolution pre-show. I remember that, and that's when he just announced his official t- retirement. Yeah, and it I, is, yeah, it was due to concussions. So. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember watching that show, but I remember watching a pre-show and him announcing that he was retiring and there was going to be a commentator. I don't know if he announced he was going to be a commentator then, but I remember that. I even remember when he was a tag champion for like a week or so. With Pac? Yeah. Well, Adrian Neville. Um, I liked Corey. I, I didn't see like an awful lot of his stuff anyway, to be honest, in NXT. But no, it was still I. going through that kind of transition to where it was actually starting to become something better than it was probably meant to be. Um, you know, <laughs> from where it came from anyway. But... When he moved to the commentary full-time on XT, I really liked it. Mm. I genuinely enjoyed his commentary a lot, and it changed a lot when he went to the main roster. And Corey Graves himself gets a lot of the flack for that. But, you know, the reality of the situation is is that, again, you, NXT was a different, um, different environment. Yeah, yeah. Um... You don't probably got... have people in your ear like you do as, as no, much as... No, because they ain't got Vince. No, exactly. They're probably Albert or whoever. It might be Michael Cole, actually. Which, again, go figure. Give people the freedom. Give people that have 
this is their craft and they've been trying to perfect this for years allow people the freedom to do what they need to with it and wow what a shocker you end up with a good product mm. you know yeah you need people in their ear metaphorically speaking i suppose to steer them in the right directions and help them grow but Corey was great i think the, the whole team they've had in nxt um over the years up until obviously recently and we don't know what that really looks like now but i think it's only um Michaels and Braun. <laughs> it's those two, isn't it, now? NXT. What, commentary? <laughs> no, just in general. Mm. <laughs> no, it's uh, Barrett and... Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, I know he's... Um... It's no offence to him. I just, yeah. I, I've just not been watching this properly anymore because it doesn't interest me. But, um, yeah, the commentary team then... I mean, Don't get me wrong, my, my absolute favourites for the commentary was when you had Mauro with McGuinness and... Um, Beth? What was his name? Oh, uh, Percy. Not Percy. Percy. Yeah. I liked that trio. And that was because Mauro and, and McGuinness would bring just... It was something else. Like, it, it was... it was Honestly, it was kind of iconic NXT for me. But Corey was great. I loved him on the mic. They've still got, still got McGuinness, but he's on U, U, UK. On the UK but, one, but yeah. Don't want to fucking watch us that. Because Walt, <laughs> Walt was leaving NXT UK. Well, there you go. So what's the point in watching it anymore? Well, dragging off, but... The the news is good news though. Regardless of however which any which way you look at it, it's always good to know that somebody can go back to doing what they want to do. Um, it wasn't his call, presumably to to retire, but you have to put your health first, don't you? And it's yeah. a good thing he has. But yeah, on a side note though, moving away, I suppose from that, and again, well, you know, well done, congratulations to Corey. It's, it is awesome news. Yeah, um, I wish they didn't announce it. Because if he doesn't announce a rumble, he, I feel like they probably. Uh, well, no, you you go for it, but I feel I like think, they probably I think he done. would be because well, we'll talk about it later about they had announced something for the rumble, but <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish they didn't tell us this. It was just like a surprise. I know, I know, he's obviously not like I know with Edge, we all kind of knew. Yeah, but we didn't. We didn't know it was going to happen until it happened. Like with Christian, when he would tell uh, no, Yeah, that was a good surprise. That was that was a good shock. Um, but again, Christian's got more weight and tenure with the company, and I don't yeah. think that it would have had the same impact for Corey Graves because Corey Graves has been on commentary now for God, how long is that going to been then? That's six, six seven or years. seven years. So there's a lot of people. I mean, you think from the time where he started commentary, a kid's born and is now seven, and they've, if they've grown up, <laughs> if they've grown up on WWE. Corey Graves is nothing but an announcer, a commentator yeah. to them. So it's it, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the right or wrong thing I, is to I, do, and I it's know, not my decision to make it, is it? So it makes it easy for yeah, me. Yeah, I know Booker <laughs> T goes. Well, we don't know who he is. Oh, we're, the rest, <laughs> this will make a difference to him. We can talk about Booker in a bit. Anyway. I think Booker T is a. Uh, he's about as WWE as you can get at the moment. Eh? <laughs> oh, Book! I do love Booker. I'm not gonna. He is funny. Yeah, I, it's it's great news. But yeah, side note, just out of in, you know, just because we were talking about it a moment ago. But Corey was another one of those that fell under fire because of the whole Carmella situation. Yeah, I, so. I remember that because I because it was found out at a show when she was on. Uh, he was commentating on her, and I believe the the crowd booed Carmella every single thing she, she did. Yeah, well, I don't know. Not that it's again none of our business. So. No. But good news all around for Corey Graves. 
So we move from the WWE door to the AEW door. A very different workplace, but um, cracks have begun to show. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the AEW debuts. Right, there's been a few. First of all, we'll move into the cracks uh, briefly for the debuts. So, yeah, there have been a few. Do you want to sort of list off some of the, the names that obviously are now confirmed? Well, I think the main one, because there's a new group faction starting off, is Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, which wasn't really surprising. No, but like like I said at the time, there was a, possi- there was a possibility he could have stayed because they did something, a way of him coming back on TV, but no, he's with, um, should we call him Disputed Era? Well, the, well, yeah, so he's jumped back in to the fold with Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. I do really like the fact that they're played on, that they are playing on the fact that they left it on bad terms in NXT you know, kayfabe-wise, with their yeah. storyline with each other. I like that they've carried that over. I think that's... You know, you're one of those... Because you always say you don't like how much they reference WWE on the product. If it, I don't mind it, if they do it too much. Doing it too much. I, I think I, I do agree with that. There are points in time where I think it works quite well. I think it's working well with the, the MJF Punk stuff. Although there's a lot of references in there at the moment, but... I do like that. I do like what they're doing with it. But you're right, sometimes it's a bit too much. I think in this instance, though, it's not that they're bashing WWE. I think that's quite respectful because it's taken a storyline that happened there and, you know, they kind of, they're acknowledging it, but of course they've got to do their own thing. But you talk about the name. I mean, we joked about, you know, Undisputed Elite at one point and everything like that. I like that this story is building the way that it is. And... No doubt down the line we're going to have those three taking on uh, the elite Omega and the Bucks. And that will be a hell of a match. Yeah, but the problem is that it had to be Omega's return, which will probably be... If they do it a revolution, fine, but... I still want to see this build longer, if I'm honest. With Kenny on television. And Young Bucks weren't on last week because they had COVID. So, well, Matt had COVID, didn't he? Or, both, or he? or he came into contact with someone. He did, it, but I think both of them couldn't show up. Right. Same as Cody, came into contact with somebody with COVID, so couldn't couldn't be there. That was the reason he was off. But we'll come to Cody we'll later. We've got a whole segment for him. <laughs> Can't call him that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the name that's been thrown around at the moment, I don't know if you've seen this. Have, have, have you seen what the rumoured name is? No, because... The point. The points we just go. I don't care. If they get called. They either do an undisputed era type name or do a red dragon type name. Doesn't matter to me. Well, they're, they're, so red dragon is legit. They're going with that because they got the music back as well. Yeah. And they're, they're wearing the the red dragon uh, tees. But the name that's been rumored and quite heavily rumored is Paragon or the Paragon. Um, Kyle O'Reilly used it in a promo, and somebody had seen that they are filing for a trademark of the Paragon and, and there was a logo as well. Mm-hmm. So it looks quite likely that maybe that's what they're going to go with. All right, fair enough. I, I, did they, maybe. Did maybe. they promise to go they go, Paragon. <laughs> Paragon. But <laughs> we'll see if that's what they... Is that what a, they I was going to say, is that a shape? <laughs> the that's Paragon. A shape, I think Paragon means like 
to be the best of something, isn't it? Like you're, gonna, you're the paragon of something. You're the apex yeah. of something. You know, uh, it's a good name. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you seem you seem convinced. I don't like. I, like I said, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what names you use. It, to, no, to, it, to, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Does it, yeah. Like when Cody Rhodes, when Cody Rhodes came, Cody Rhodes again wasn't Cody. Like, who cares? Really, well, it was a bit different because it felt it felt like that was his kind of right to have that name. Does but does anyone go to say? Does anyone go when someone debuts in a new company after being in WWE for so long? Go, oh, I can't wait for his name because you know what his name will probably be because it was probably back to his name as it was before. Yeah, but we've seen that. That's 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 not been the case for everybody though. Now, I mean, Malachi Black, right. Ruby Soho, right. Two. Brian Danielson's a bit different because I mean that's his real name. Who's the most recent one? I saw it on a shirt. Um, oh man, I think it's I saw it because it's, it's new on Pro Wrestling Tees, and he's changed just one of the one of the names. What the hell was it? What someone new debuted or? I don't think they've debuted anywhere yet. It's um. Oh my goodness! Who was it? I don't know. There's a lot. God of damn it! I can't remember. That's so frustrating. But yeah, I've seen that. They but they've done again. It's a, a variation of the name. They've kept like half of the WWE brand of it and then put their own. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to try and find that again. But yeah, um, back to the point. <laughs> uh. Yeah, the name itself is one of those. It just takes getting used to. Like, we got used to the Undisputed Era from a WWE product. And, you know, in all honesty, it was a good faction. It was a good group with a lot of good matches and memories from NXT. So it's always harder, I think, to undergo a name change like that when you've already got so many fond memories of it. But, you know, you have to. It's it's, it's a WWE licensed trademark, so you can't use it. you know, regardless of what they call themselves, it's it doesn't it doesn't overly matter. Like you say, you'll get used to it. Once it becomes yeah. the norm, you get used to it. I think a case in point against that is probably War Raiders. That obviously yeah. didn't go very well, and that that was quite bad. But they were War Machine Ring of Honor, weren't they? War Machine, and then the name changed to the to WWE then to to War Raiders. I think was accepted, but again, you trust the NXT process back then more. Yeah. Uh, to do right by the guys coming through, by and large. But then, yeah, it was the whole Viking experience and oh my goodness, Viking Raiders. Well, well, Viking Raiders was better than than what it was. But then they called the tag finisher the Viking experience. Uh they might have done. Yeah, they may have done. But yeah, you know, name changes. It's got to happen. You got you got to give it something. But a really really good debut. But again, another one most recently. From this week, so I haven't watched Dynamite this week yet, but I, I, I know the debut. But you see, who it was? Brody King. Brody King. I think people called that one as well. Oh yeah, it's been coming for a while since it was announced that he was bringing someone in, Malachi, and he's PWG Tag Champions together. So that kind of makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense, and it's and it's awesome to see him. But it's, it's, it's kind of like a big brother, little brother, the way they're put together. If you put them together, <laughs> you think they are related. I do think that it wasn't meant to go down the way it did. I, I feel that Brody was meant to debut the week before, but obviously the main event, which was the, uh, well, yeah, a huge thing for AEW for the start of the year, then Dynamite's moved to TBS. 
Yeah. And their debut show on there, which was, by and large, I think a really good show, but I think some of it's probably going to be remembered for, unfortunately, the wrong reason. Well, not the wrong reasons, but for reasons you didn't want it to be remembered. Are you are you saying that, that people didn't like the fact that Jade won the TBS title? No, well, we can touch on that, but I was, I was referring more to the injury. Yeah. Um, Main event, you know, it's a, we, we could talk about Hangman and Brian Danielson too in a moment, but... The main event saw, at the time, the current reigning, defending AEW Tag Team Champions, Lucha Brothers, taking on uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And, yeah, changing of the title, which was great. Yeah, I, I don't know if it meant to happen before what happened happened. I think that I, I, I saw a lot of back and forth. I think they were still meant to win it. Because Pro Wrestling Tees had the and new shirts out within like a minute. And they right, so it wasn't like. Do you remember when um, Kofi won the WWE title and they had the, they yeah. had the well, it was like, though. It's, it's, yeah. It is basically the same. Like they they had the design there, and I know some people have said, "Well, it, it doesn't take that long to design a shirt." It's like, well, Not really? well, no. But at the same time, like if you think that the P the pro wrestling tees guys just sit there and go, "I'll design something now in thirty seconds, and that's what it's going to be." Maybe sometimes it is like that, but. You know, you'd like to think that they put more effort into it than that. <laughs> I don't think it was just done in that short amount of time. So, no, I don't think it impacted the result of the match, but obviously it impacted the finish. And the injury itself, uh, for those who haven't seen it, and even for those who have, Ash, you uh, you want to talk about what happened there? Right, so even though it's a no-DQ match, it wasn't a no-DQ match, was it? <laughs> you came straight into the logic of it. <laughs> But it wasn't. It wasn't. A spe- it wasn't like a gimmick match. No, no, it wasn't. No, I don't think there was any no DQ matches. But they, were, but because they have the lax rules, which they, they do have very lax rules. Uh, so. It was a Luchasaurus choke slam through a table onto Ray Phoenix, and uh, yeah, he from the apron. From the apron, it went through a table and it oh. it, dislocated, it dislocated. It didn't break. No, but we didn't know this at the time. We didn't know this at the time, but it, watching it, it looked. Yeah, it, it was a it was a Sid vicious moment. Yeah, it was. It's um, it, it's yeah, the way it he lands. And the fun, it's not a funny thing, but and the, their YouTube AEW. If you were if you go on, um, this happens when on my PS4 on YouTube, the YouTube app. If you go on subscriptions and go on in go on that video and it has like a little five second like kind of gift type thing yeah 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 it shows you a preview yeah it shows you a preview the preview is the arm break or um i know it's not their fault but should they really come... i think you can choose the preview yeah but should they really have that as a preview well i know it's not their fault i know they have to show it but kind of to show this happened i, I it's weird isn't it because when it happened and you can see it but like yeah, like you said there, he takes the choke slam. Just looks like his arm was just overextended, just mm. a bit too much. But he lands on the arm, and it from the point of the elbow just completely snaps the other yeah. way. And it look it's horrific. And he's so lucky. I know that sounds silly, yeah. but he's so lucky that it is just a, a dislocation because it it honestly looked like it was going to be much worse than that. But they wrap that match up pretty quick because he he's Ray Phoenix has rushed to hospital. Mm. And obviously, yeah, Jungle Boy wins with that roll-up. But what you're saying about them uh, is showing in there. The thing is, they show replays of the the actual bump through the table. Yeah. But I don't know if they knew straight away what happened. No, but they, I'll give them credit, they do censor it. 
They censor they blur, it. They blur it out. They blur it out. But they're also uh, they they haven't acknowledged it in any of their because they usually obviously they put up stuff that happened uh, that happens during the matches and stuff afterwards on Instagram and you know various reels and clips and everything yeah. else like that. They've not drawn attention to it. You can say he's injured. But they those... can say he's injured, but they're not drawing attention to. Oh my god, let's we got to watch it again. We got to see what happened again. I uh, I think that's classy that they did that. Because yeah, um, going back to Sid's leg, I, did we mention that on the network they actually show it? They showed it a lot on WWE TV. The leg break. Yeah, and it's just not a very. But I, I, is that a product of the time though? Yeah. Because I think back then that's people wanted that. As as bad as that sounds, but like that was kind of. TV was there, like at yeah. that point in time, I think. And, and, and it probably is to a degree now, but I think maybe wrestling at a top level has changed in terms of their the way they want to present I it. I don't... Apart from, like, neck injuries, I don't think there's really been a bad break in WWE. Um, I can, there might, there well, might, there's been, like, nose breaks and jaws. Yeah, and but there's, no, there's not been, like, a leg break or... Joey Mercury. Yeah, but there's not been, like, a neck... A leg break or a um, nothing like a full on dislocation, like yeah, where the, the know, bone completely I'm, snaps. I'd, yeah, that we can. I know, obviously, the draws to situation, but that was pre taped so they couldn't they couldn't show it. Well, good, it never should be shown no. anyway. But um, um, but it's horrible. It's a horrible injury, and mm. obviously, wish him a really speedy recovery. But it just sucks, man. It just looked awful. But yeah, no, I, I do. I think that was that was meant to be. It was meant to go down that way, but. Back to also Brody. One, one thing I should say about that: thank God, no one's like saying how Luchasaurus is unsafe. I haven't seen that actually. To be fair, you're right. Because you know, if it was because you know how like Nia Jax, the situation where every time she got involved with someone, and they got it was it was her fault. But they yeah. never got they never got apart from Kyrie saying getting probably concussed. No one really got badly badly hurt with her. Becky Lynch, but that worked. Well, yeah, but it might not have worked. It might not. She, she shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. But she's only out for a little bit. This is someone who out. This is someone who's going out for a long time. Yeah, and, and regard. But regardless, it's not. It was not his fault. No. Um, it's clear as day. It's not his fault. No. And I know they have to celebrate. They've won a title. So and they're not. And that, and that's what I mean about remembering it for the wrong reasons. Because it it would have been nice for that to have been just a clear cut moment of, you know, he's finally won some gold. Yeah, and it is great for Luchasaurus. I'm not taking it away from him, but we all know that it's Jungle Boy that's that's going to get the big rub from yeah. from this at the end. So, you know, it should it should have been a really good moment. And again, Jungle Boy's family's in the crowd, which is another kind of giveaway for me that they that was always going to be the result. But um, uh, you're always just going to sort of remember that moment more more so from that match now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a point in the match where the lights go out. So going back to Brody King. The lights go out and then they come back on again. It's just never explained. Yeah. And I, I think that was. I think we were probably going to see Brody King come out there. That's that's what I, th- I thought maybe was going to happen because it just seemed a bit weird that it happened and then nothing actually happened afterwards. And then they did. Instead, they just had all the different tag teams and people sat in like the rafters and stuff, like cutting away to all these different teams, wasn't it? Yeah. Whilst whilst Jurassic Express were in the ring celebrating, so. Yeah, they kind of had to throw something together. But didn't um, they show someone who wasn't? Minute. Didn't they show someone who wasn't in a tag team? Well, Jericho and Malachi. But Malachi, I mean, well, Jericho technically had 
Sammy Guevara as a tag partner, and he technically has. But currently, right now, it's 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 not. They're all sort of doing their own things, aren't they? Well, Hagar is supposed to be a, was supposed to be his tag partner as well, but Eddie Kingston's going to be more of a tag partner than anywhere else is at the moment. The way their story's going, but yeah, but yeah, it's it it's a massive shame. But overall, the show was was enjoyable. But yeah, that was a a debut that I think was meant to happen then and then didn't. But Brody King to AEW is going to be a really interesting signing I think oh definitely because he'll either potentially get a bit lost in the shuffle or or it could be a good um, it could be a really good thing for him and Malachi because I like Malachi a lot I really do I've always enjoyed his work but I just think with the Cody stuff it's bogged down a bit if we'd have left it at that third match even you know Cody win if we'd have just left it there and moved him on then but it just feels like we've taken a bit of a step back in terms of the um, the calibre of rivalry that he's having at the moment. Yeah. And that's nothing That's nothing against Pillman um, or even Garrison. But it, it it's just one of those sort of... It just feels a bit filler. I've, yeah, because like you said, like you said, it, it probably would have been there be the next challenges for the tag titles which they probably will and they probably will be I'd love to after, see that after, the, after they've beaten up um, I think we're good yeah after beating up Gasson and Pillman but then you know when do Proud and Powerful take it when do FCR get them back there's a, there's a lot of people in the running well, right now FCR, that you could say deserve to be the champs well when is um, when's Red Dragon going to get them well when's FCR going to have their match with uh, Briscoe's well, that would be good. And I, I, am, thought, I thought they would debut by now. I uh, Yeah, but you don't want to do it all at once, do you? No, but don't tease us. And then... <laughs> don't tease us, Tony. Tony the tease. Um, AEW debuts. We said we were going to talk about some of the rumoured ones, and we, we already touched on a couple earlier, but Gargano is still a rumoured name. Um, they've shown a lot of interest in him, reportedly. And, and I suppose unsurprisingly... You know, to no one. Right. <laughs> it's Johnny Bloody Wrestling. Um, is there anyone else that you think or that you've seen has been rumoured in the old rumour mill? Well, like we said, that the Briscoes because they haven't debuted yet. And I'm sure there's more from the Ring of Honour list of people that went. went. Oh, just sign Gresham already, will you? <laughs> well, he's in TNA, isn't he? Or Impact. Because the day he uh, uh, had to kill, which he didn't watch compared to last year. No, I, I haven't. I haven't caught Hard to Kill yet either. Uh, he defended the title, the Ring of Honor title, and yeah, and and I don't know. If, do you want to watch the show? Oh, I want to watch it, but I, I have seen a lot of the results. But, and you know about the invasion angle they're doing with the Ring of Honor and yeah, like, New Japan guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but yeah, bits of it. But again, I tried to sort of like skim over it a little bit because I don't want to. Do you know what I mean, like, I want to try and enjoy it when I'm watching it, which I still will. Well, that's a, I, I, it's kind of your own fault when you, if you leave it a few weeks and you've not seen it yet, you can't really moan to. But you, so when you see well, spoilers, the, well, the spoiler thing is, all it tells you is who wins and what time. It doesn't tell you how good the match is. You can decide. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, exactly. You always have to. That's going to be down to your personal preference, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I know. It's like with films. We can't talk about. Um, Spider-Man probably still, and that's about a month old. <laughs> yeah, no. So let's still not talk about Spider-Man, because that, that doesn't deserve to be spoiled for anybody. But, um, 
Yeah, look, I, I, but again, even looking at like a match rate, and there's no point always trying to go by other people's because, you know, yeah. everybody's preferences are different. It's a, it's very subjective, isn't it? So you have to like what you like. Don't be a dick. <laughs> we just we just on the wrestling with regret payroll. He's good though. He's very good, yeah. And I, and again, I like the review. Like his review is great. And I love hearing his breakdowns and his analysis of them. They're interesting. Yeah. I, I like that from an entertainment perspective. But you don't have to agree with it all. You don't have to disagree with it all. It's just, you know, everybody's entitled to like what they want to like. So, and I, I try to avoid the spoilers. But yeah, and and the same with AW. You're probably not going to like all of the debuts still because some people really don't like the fact that again we're going to probably get more WWE guys going there this year. I think that's inevitable. Yeah. Um. But I suppose moving into where the cracks were showing that we said, that's where this kind of all probably fits into place now. So a lot of people aren't liking the fact that the WWE, there are WWE guys going over there. And now we're seeing some of the first releases from AEW. If you want to call them releases. They're calling them releases. And the internet's calling them releases. But there is a difference there, isn't there? Yes, yeah, uh, people that aren't being used regularly on AEW. Whoa, that's not yeah, but that's that's <clears throat> that's not as different for the WWE guys because they released a lot of guys that they weren't using so much. But, but they did release people. Some yeah, they did release some people that <laughs> had been used. Easy for you to say. Well, those people they released people from last year's Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, so it's not like. But the the, the, big, the big the big difference that I'm referring to is that the WWE WWE release. Oh, it's easy for me to say the WWE releases. Uh, they've been released from their contract. Their contract wasn't up, mm. and from what we can tell at the moment, it's not that Tony is releasing them from their contract prematurely, but he's just not going to renew the contract. Yeah, where do you put that in the grand scheme of things? Everybody jumping on WWE for d- releases. One of the arguments online is that if you're going to trash WWE for doing it, should you trash d- AEW for doing it? Well... So you can't have like one side. And again, when you've got the diehards that are very much loyal to the companies and not necessarily the, the individual performers or the talent, um, you know, they will go to war for, for their, their brands. But... Is it fair? Is it a fair comparison? Well, it's yeah, no, because I, I don't know. Because it's 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 like some names like a Janela that's been there since day one ish, and really, when was the last time you saw their name on AEW? That you see them more on GCW <clears throat> in the Indies. What was the sort of count? Did you say now since Janela was last on Dynamite? I think I read it on Twitter because Brian Cage has not been on TV. For 100 days, and I mm. f- believe it might be either Sonny Kiss or Joe Janela had not been on Dynamite. I'm not sure about like, um, like Dark and Dark Elevation, but it was something like 485 days Janela had been on main TV. I think you're absolutely right with Janela, he's definitely better suited for a GCW in the Indies. He's, he's, oh, yeah. he's just better there. That's why that's how he got his name, really. Yeah, there's no Join a spring break on AEW TV, but is the comparison overall fair? You're saying no. Well, why are you saying no? Let's be honest. 
AEW don't AEW's new, so it doesn't have the history. In in the big in in the big picture, yeah, no. the grand scheme I mean, of things. It's not like they've released. It's or got rid of. I don't want to say it like they haven't released big names because people know who Jair is. And there's also there's like Marco Stunt, who have had who people might have known before. It's not like they've getting rid of Jericho or Moxley or Omega. No, but I think that's some of the that's to do with some of the criticism. Because you're going to bring the WWE guys in and release these guys. I, I'll be honest. My stance on it is that I do think it's different. I'm not trying to jump to an AEW defense. I don't need to jump to their defense. Um, it's not my company, <laughs> but it is different. You're not renewing a contract. You signed a contract for X amount of years. Um, they don't have to renew that contract. He's not releasing them from prematurely. But I can see where people would be a bit more like, well, it is going to be like, this guy's rumoured like Janela, Sonny Kiss, uh, Marco Stunt, guys that were there from the beginning. Yeah. Peter Avalon, Lena, uh, Lever Bates. They have been there literally since day one. But when was the last time? They are used, they are used, but it's, but but this is what I mean. So these, these people basically helped helped create AEW and now they're going to be moved along in favour of your Brian Danielsons, your CM Punks. You know, I get it. But then who's more likely to draw money for the company? Uh, Well, the big names. Your CM Punks, your Brian Danielsons and your... And maybe the proof isn't quite in the pudding yet. You know, there have been some uh, increases in ratings here and there, but probably not what a lot of people would have expected. The ratings have been up and down. I know, the, I know the first TBS was just over a million, which is great. But can they keep it? It's about keeping it and it's about getting more, isn't it? But again, it's nothing we need to concern ourselves with as fans. And I think people do get lost in that yeah. sometimes. Oh. But overall, as a fan, and it's absolutely no disrespect to any people that are going to be released, but... I would rather see CM Punk, Brian Danielson. I would rather see them on TV. But when you when you have a one match where it's someone who could be used, but I think they're they're doing that now. One of the big criticisms, you know, when they said and we said it, a, a, a fear of bringing in all these new guys would be that are all these other ones going to get lost in the shuffle. Hmm. And if you're going to get lost in the shuffle and you love to wrestle, you shouldn't be hoarding the talent because then you, you get into that WWE territory. It's a really tricky one to call because it, it sounds very hypocritical. You know, I, I, I get that. It, but it's a tricky, it is a tricky one to call. But business is business. WWE, I do think, is, is different, even if you take away the fact that they release prematurely from the contracts. I do think it's different on the basis that they're releasing guys that they absolutely can use. They yeah. absolutely should be using, not just in uh, on screen, but behind the I mean, curtain as well. I mean, I'm not saying make Janela the world champion or one contender. He could challenge for the TNT title. Yeah, but it's not believable. I don't think people are going to buy it. The thing is, when you, when you talk about building talent right now, obviously they're big on the four pillars. We all know about that. But you've got guys like Dante Martin right now coming up you've got hook yep he looks like he's gonna have a a hell of a career i think when the time's right we're gonna see a bit more from powerhouse hobbs 
it'd be nice if I'm honest. I think we've there's there's a lot there for Hobbs. Like, there's a lot of potential. Um, I mean, fucking hell. The, the Brian Cage one though, that one is that one is kind of weird. That's the that is messed up. I feel like there's there's a lot more behind the scenes we probably don't know about there. Well, his wife complaining probably didn't help. No, but then Matt Hardy's wife, Rebby Sky, is a notorious uh, fighter on on Twitter. Uh, yeah, apparently she does have history of doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of that sort of stuff. But even back when, uh, gosh, what would it have been All Out twenty nineteen? No, twenty twenty. What the um. Tommy Guevara match. Yeah, and he hit his head and carried on, and we all said that was a it was uncomfortable. Um, and she took to Twitter, and she was really, really not happy with AEW. And she's ver- you know, it's verbal, mm. and I think it's it's a bit of a shock to the system because AEW kind of is still in that that position, by and large, where they're you know the Hulk Hogan babyface of the eighties. Yeah, um, you can't do they can't do any wrong, but and there's, there there is like even tag teams we go. Butcher and the Blade don't... No, there was a bit of... Obviously, with Butcher being out for yeah. a bit. And he looks brilliant at the moment, by the way. Um, there was... And then there's things like... I like Jack Evans and and, um, and Hulico. <laughs> and I wish they would be used more, but you can't... I've got to be honest. Unpopular opinion, potentially. But I just don't rate them as a tag team. I don't really rate Jack Evans. Well, Jack Evans was... When I'm... When we had the wrestling channel and there was... Yeah, and I, and I loved that sort of thing then, but I don't think it's... I, I think people do... Like, it sounds really horrible, doesn't it? But I think a lot of the stuff that Jack Evans can do, other people can also do, and they do it better now. And that's and that's the problem. Like It's not a unique selling point anymore, and it used to be. Mm. You know? And Helico, I've seen some... You know, great in Lucha Underground... But their look, even it's it's the look for me as well. The look isn't very good. Um, it's just the fact that one, like with, like I said about Samoa Joe, if this was ten years ago, it'd be better for me. Yeah, I I could see that. I did I did re- I really honestly I used to love Jack Evans, but but there's so many people that do that same thing now. That's what I'm saying, and it's it's just it's not as unique anymore, and that's the trouble when everybody starts adopting them them similar si- uh, the similar styles, but. I, I just don't rate them as a tag team, and 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 the whole Hardy thing at the moment, anyway, I think is so is super super boring. But we'll 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 touch on it when we do the look back of twenty twenty one. Private party. <laughs> it's all yeah. It, it all just feels a bit bogged down. But then then they're not in any danger of going anywhere. But I think you know. And again, these aren't confirmed names. I don't think at the moment, but they are. Um, they're looking likely, well, aren't they? With Doctor Luther as well. He's. Luther, yeah, but then what's Luther really been doing as well? The last match I remember was that Jericho 30th anniversary match, that tag match where Jericho had that really bad lion salt. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's got to be about a year ago now, maybe more. It's, I suppose if, if Tony Khan and AW can hand on their heart say that they there really isn't any room for them now at this, you know, at, at this point in time within the company... And for a lot of them, honestly, you've got to look at it and go, yeah, there probably isn't really at the moment. The only the only one for me, again, in the rumours that I really, really don't think, unless unless that he's really difficult to work with, is Brian Cage. Because they I, I, something really should have happened with Brian by now. I'm not saying he should have been a world champion, but he should have been doing something. He should have had some sort of noteworthy, worthwhile thing, but... 
I think that's it comes back to the problem of the factions in AEW, which is the the overabundance of them to the point where like so many of them are getting lost in the shuffle. And Team Taz is unfortunately one of those that although they get a lot of screen time, not just be, be always being in the ring, but because Taz will be on commentary or Starks will be on commentary, obviously whilst he's been out with injury, they don't actually do anything of of note. No, not really since Sting and Darby. Not really. Hook is now, I mean, Hook blowing up the way he has could be the, you know, the, the jump start that they need. But we need, I, we need more, more of that. Not, not like saying like give, I know it's easy now because like back in, The Rock was like the first, second generation wrestler I could think of that really got the treatment of being like he's something special. One of yeah, and it's now only, nowadays it's like ev- nowadays it seems like every wrestler's a second generation or third generation or whatever. And well, they won't tell you about all of them, do they? I mean, case in point, Bron. But well, what's happened to him? Well, he's not a Steiner. Rick Steiner doesn't exist. Well, he, he did. He did. Scott Steiner exists, but Rick Steiner. Rick doesn't Steiner exist. did exist, but after the match, <laughs> after the cameras rolled. <laughs> But no, man, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like Brian Cage should have been a bigger deal than he's been. And we don't know everything that happens behind the, the curtain, obviously, but it just it feels very strange. And then after that, it felt like Ricky Starks was going to be the guy to blow up. And then, again, that's that's not really... It's a bit different because of injury there. Well, he but, did wrestle that better than the belts, only because they lost the Cody match. Uh, yeah. But that's the title that had been... That's the first time they used the title in, like, well, a year and a exactly, half. Exactly, which they absolutely like should. <laughs> But like we've got one other thing about um, Team Taz is when they ever won a, a feud, whether they ever won. <laughs> well, I th- and I think that's where Hook's going to come into it, isn't it? But then there's there's probably only so long they can keep Team Taz a unit because they'll either need to break Hook away from Team Taz or have Hook and Taz break away from Team Taz. But I do like so. I do like how they're using Hook. They're not giving him brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like the way I don't I don't want him to be like. The big names give him. I know they've, I know they've given him variety of opponent opponents so far. Obviously, Bear Bronson. That was good though. That was good, and it and it showcased that it, it showcased like the way he he's able to kind of hit those suplexes. I know some people he, were upset. I know some people were upset they didn't. He no sold <coughs> something. Like it was I'm, yeah. It was like one of them sit out kind of pile driver things, wasn't it? From but that's the shoulder. Something Taz, that's something Taz did. Yeah, exactly. I think that was just a, a nod to Taz. Yeah. Um, I, I I do. I really, really rate Hook, and I genuinely think he's going to be uh, a big star. But there's there's a lot of guys there that I really, really want to see them do more with. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, oh, they particularly. Fuck they fucked them over. It's- they really need to do something with those two because they're gold. Like, they're genuinely they're gold, and I love watching them. I even love... I, I like Dan Lambert. Well, I'm sorry, but I do. <laughs> where's, where's Kazarian? Uh, Kazarian's another rumoured name. Because um, he's he's another he's another name rumor. Christopher Daniels is still working, but I don't know if he's still contracted to them. It depends if they want to be in the ring. But again, they're probably those guys they would want to they would want to keep if they were happy to do it in coaching roles. Because oh, yeah. I think I they, they, they I mean someone if like a Kazarian is going to be able to offer a lot. Um, did but, you did you find it funny going back to um the first day um Hangman Brian Danielson second match? Yeah, when they had the judges. I liked that they they followed through on what they said. I but I prefer it more that they didn't use them. 
I I loved. I just want to touch because I said I was going to talk about it and we didn't. But I just want to say now on that match, I preferred it to the first one and I loved the first one. Yeah, sometimes that happens. I think that second one because it was a bit shorter. Yeah, and because we did get a definitive winner, uh, I think that was the better of the two. My favorite part was the judges and where they were placed. (laughs) Paul White. And then you had um, Jerry Lynn just squashed between them. And then you had Mark Henry. It's, it's like <laughs> it's like when they put one bit of ham in your sandwich. It's like one slice, and it was just two big bits of tiger bread. If I have a if you could have had Michael Stunt there, it'd be even more funnier. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. I loved it. That was great. And and again, that's a showcase of what they can do. And they, and they gave that on television for crying out loud. You can't complain at that. But, but um, the next challenger kind of has been announced, but I won't tell you. Uh, I know I've seen it, and and it's good to see him back. So, yeah, because like we talk about like now, I forgot what about him. I did, and I didn't. I, only because he, only when we were talking about injuries, I was going to bring him up then yeah. because obviously we haven't seen. Uh, again, we're t- now we're talking about Lance Archer. Um, spoilers, spoilers. Should have said spoiler alert. Well, the whole thing's a spoilers podcast. Yeah, the whole show is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, apart from Spider Man, we won't spoil. Anything. Last time he was on on uh, on Dynamite was during I think it was the Tor- actual tournament, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was and he did the moon salt. I don't know if that was wasn't that um, rampage or did doesn't uh, matter. one or the other? But yeah, last time on AEW television, but he'd hit the moon salt and then landed um, on his head. It's only because uh, yeah, a pa- according to his Wikipedia page, he was meant to win that match against Kingston, but because he landed on his head. Yeah, I mean, I know he's not going to win, but good challenger, good I think. Challenge, yeah, and I think. Having Archer in your uh, in your main event sort of well, area be is kind of one because they have history of not having the title as main event. Well, one they've had one show. Really. They probably have to now, but I think it's because Brian Danielson matches tend to be always the opener. But would you have say like this elite against the um, like the Paragon if, Paragon, if we're going to yeah. go? Yeah, that having Omega. Would you have Omega return not be a main event? I still think the title should be main event. What was well, yeah. What was? I, I think whatever's going on with your title picture should always outweigh nine times out of ten. I think sometimes, like Taker Michaels retirement match, yeah, I think outweighs any title they had on that show. But again, was it? That's if the story genuinely is bigger. I don't think the story. The story's great if they, if they go down the whole you know undisputed era slash paragon taken on the elite that's a great story but i don't think that should precede the who did, title who did mockley defend again was it brian cage or was it archer when it wasn't the main event and it was the um well it was he, it was against brody um at one show and that was obviously the main event was the uh, the stadium stampede that was it i was going to i'm sure that was a and i think maybe kingston you're thinking of for another one no, the Kingston that I quit was a title match. But was it main event? It was main event. Okay. Well, there you go. I think it's a Brody one then. But yeah, that was. But again, different because Stadium Stadium Stampede kind of needed to be the main event there. But when they did it again with uh, Pinnacle and I don't think now it would need to be. No. But I think then it the for the for the first one it did. Um, but yeah, some the, Brian Cage is a shocker if it happens. And it'll be interesting to see maybe what comes out if if they do not uh, renew his contract, see what happens sort of from both camps there. But uh, one that we covered before was Big Swole. Oh, yeah. And when we're talking about the cracks now, this is going to be... 
I mean, this is a big one because there's a, there's a lot to probably dive into with this. So the long and short of it, and we covered this uh, in either our last episode or one before, I think, wasn't it? But we... I know we talked about it. We did, yeah. So we'd seen that Big Swallow put the statement out saying uh, it was a mutual agreement. Yeah, that's what they said at the beginning. Yeah, and it seemed that you know, that was the, everybody kind of like, yeah, okay, it was a mutual agreement not to renew my contract. Since then, uh, what happened shortly, sort of before New Year's, uh, Fightful Wrestling had posted, I think it was an article or it was an interview, or it was, it was a post on Twitter, uh, and it, it was titled, Big Swole Explains How Lack of Diversity and Structure led to her leaving AEW. That's the headline yeah. of the article. She said that it's the lack of diversity and structure that led to her leaving AEW. Now, and she said that her daughter asked why no one like her was on. Oh, uh, we'll get let's let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it. I think first things first. We probably need to uh, address the uh, and this is all out there. And if you listen to this. There's a very high, strong chance that you, you already know about all this, but um, we've got to talk about it, haven't we? So, oh, yeah. We'll go in first in Tony Khan's response on Twitter. So he retweets the article and he uh, he, re- he retweets the, the, the tweet, sorry, from Fightful Wrestling and just puts, the top two AEW execs are brown, and in brackets, me and Mega. Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla... Isaiah and Mark Quen all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. Um, that caused a stir. Oh yeah. So there's a lot to go through there, isn't there? I mean, should we let's let's pick it off one by one to try and get some of the structure of our own because. Otherwise, people will be quitting on us because of lack of structure. Um, the two complaints themselves. So we start with the first one, lack of diversity. And it ties into what you were just saying a moment ago about her daughters yeah. saying. So what was the what, what was that then? What was, what was supposedly said? Well, her daughter said, why does no one look like you on... Yeah, she, her daughter said, why does no one look like you on TV or on AW? I've I've kind of said that myself. I've kind of said that about how it's only been until Jay won the TBS title. There's only been one black champion, and that was a tag champion with uh, Scorpio Sky, part of SCU. Yes, they've had Mexican champions, well, tag champions, and they've had Japanese women's champions, but they're not. There's not been that many main eventers that aren't. Diverse. I, I don't know what to say. Is is the honest truth? Because we're in this, we're in a world now where it's it's hard to know what to say. Because I don't. My my intention is not to offend or upset anybody, and I completely and a hundred percent acknowledge that I am a white male. So to discuss issues, um, you know, that are outside of my station that I would not have any understanding of. I understand and completely agree. Mm. It's very difficult to do that. However, and again, this is no disrespect, and I don't mean this in any bad way at all, but if that comment is true about how there's no one on TV that looks like Mummy, because that's what I saw, Mm. 
But she was on TV. Well, after she, like I said, after she be. Why is there no one that looks like Mummy on TV? Your mum, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not taking it out on a girl. Don't get me wrong. No. But again, you have to take everything with a pinch of salt, especially in wrestling. But to say that there's no one like that on television, well, I'm sorry, but I, I, I disagree. And, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I, I'm not trying to mean this in a bad way at all, but. There has to be a line at some point where, look at Kofi Kingston wins the championship. Yeah. The WWE title, great moment. But do you know what? It was deserved. Yeah. Big E wins the WWE championship, a brilliant moment. It was deserved. Bobby Lashley, it was deserved. Bianca Belair, deserved. Sasha Banks, deserved. When when Ezekiel Jackson wins the ECW title, people didn't care. And it wasn't because he was a black athlete. It's because he wasn't an interesting character. And it was the last ever ECW show, and there was. And it was WWE ECW, which no yeah. one cared about. <laughs> so, but the point is, is that it's not about that. But it, that they deserved it. If the issue is that you're you're not recruiting enough black talent, that's different. But you can't say that there's not enough black champions because then where's the line? Where well, we haven't got enough Mexican champions, and we haven't got enough. Well, actually, we haven't got any English champions, so I feel left out. And we haven't got any... Do you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a line somewhere. And I think... I, again, my opinion probably means absolutely nothing to, to most people. I completely understand it. And I'm, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to offend. But there has to be a line. There has to be a line drawn. Because... You can't just put a title on someone because of their skin colour or because no. of their race. Just because you need to fill a quota. I, I, it's maybe slightly different, but with Jinder Mahal. When he was yeah. given when when he when he had the WWE title, it's not to say that he wasn't putting the work in. The guy looked in great shape. He'd put his body through some hell to, to get himself looking as chiselled as he did. But you can't tell me that, that that wasn't influenced by the sort of big business move into India at the time. There's always been. I've always had that story about how they SmackDown. I think it was SmackDown always needed a Latin superstar like they had with Eddie, and then they had with um and with Ray, Ray, and then Andrade, yeah. and they had a Chavo. Chavo. They had that's like Santos Escobar. Mm. They, they probably will do when they call him up from NXT, and then it's like um. I don't don't know how to say this, but I don't care. What someone's colour is in wrestling. If no. I like, if I like them, I like them. Yeah, exactly that. But and that's our take on it as <laughs> as white males. But what, what can we say? Like that's where we are. We can't not say how we feel about it because we're white males. I don't. I don't watch wrestling because of people's race. No. I'm not rooting people on because of the colour of their skin. And this is the problem. And this is what, one of the biggest reasons people hated the Cody promo. Which again, we're going to touch on that in a little bit. But. We've got to we've got to stop focusing on that, and I just feel that, in my opinion, Big Swole making those types of comments and things like that, I think unfortunately, hurts a cause more than it helps it. Because the fact is, whether Tony Khan's comments of he didn't like her wrestling, it wasn't good enough, is is fully accurate, or if it was just because it was a quick response to try and bite back at the the negativity from that. 
the fact of the matter is Big Swole was not one of the top and is not, if she was even there now, is not one of the top contenders. Well, no, like, like I said before, she beat Britt Baker. Right. Then what happened? Nothing. But now, when you see stuff like this, and this is what we're saying about the Brian Cage stuff, it's difficult to call things because you don't know a lot what's going on behind the scenes. But how long is this? Maybe maybe there's been tension there for a while. Probably. Um... It's it's really it's it's hard and it's tricky. But I've got to, I've got to be honest. I disagree that they've got no diversity. I think there's plenty of diversity there. Oh yeah, there's, there is. But but I... you but then you can't use that as the as as the the pool of where you're going to select your champions from. Like, well, because then again, like there's another line that, that you need to look at there. We've had four world champions so far in AEW and that's been quite good. They've all had quite lengthy reigns. None of this, like we're, no. we're constantly dropping the title. If you want to make sure that you're getting that championship belt around all different races and all different skin colors, you're going to have to drop that belt and have that change hands a lot. So at yeah. what point then are we going to hurt the product because we can't tell proper stories because we're too focused on making sure that we've got diverse champions or do we just make sure we've got a diverse roster that we use on TV a lot and put in good stories and then we can build them up because when the time is right, that person wins the championship, not because of their skin colour, but because of their character, their talent and what they offer to the business. Yeah. because uh, It's got to be that. It's got to be that. I, but doesn't it seem like, amazing that... It took WWE, what, 50-odd, uh, maybe 55 years or whatever it is. That's mm. the first time Big E wins it off Bobby Lashley. So it's the first time an Af- African-American champion beat an African-American champion. It's a big thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal. I mean, Jesus. I think it's, it's a bigger thing potentially there because of the, the longevity of WWE so far. Because that... It's going to date back all the way, even, and you can go even further if you want to go into the WWF. Like, there's a lot of histories. Oh, yeah. There's a it lot. There's a lot of years behind WWE. But because when um, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas won the tag titles, and big deal, yeah. And then it took um a long time for the first African American IC champion, Anama Johnson. It took him a long time for the first African American world champion, which was The Rock. Yeah. And then you go the first. I don't think NWA ever had a. Black champion? Uh, well, Ron Simmons. But he was WCW champion. It's still under the NWA banner, though, wasn't it? I think Nine. at the time. Was it not? It was the WCW champion. Okay. But world champion. Well, again, some of that's harder again because it's product of the times there as well. And I don't think it's necessarily... Do you know what I mean? I think we've come a longer... We've come a long way... Arguably, still a long way to go, but um, I've got to stand by my point on that one. And I'm, I'm sorry again. I, I don't mean to offend, but it's that's that's my take on it. Um, I mean, yeah, we have got Moose as the goddamn yeah. Moose deserves that. We said yeah. that. We said this a year ago. Moose deserves to be after that match, literally at Hard to Kill last year. Yeah. We said Moose needs to be the next world champ because he, he absolutely I, deserves I that. I said he should have beaten Omega, which I agree with. Yeah, I still agree with that. I, I think that have, should, it should have been an impact guy beating AEW. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Christian as a wrestler. I just don't think he won winning it on yeah. a, in, on AEW TV. Yeah, it, it was. It's not a good look for Impact, no. and we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the um, try. Well, we've got to try and wrap this bit up, really, haven't we? But I th- the the second part of that was the structure and structure. Difficult for us to call that one because we can only see what we see on TV. Um, what it's like behind the curtain again we don't know 
You mentioned something off uh, away from recording, though, about there being an issue. I don't know if he was going to bring this up for something else or if it might be appropriate to do it now, but you said um, about certain things not being shown, like on like the program. You have to watch other things to find out what's going on or to understand certain things. I think he was making this point earlier on to me. You can't even remember it, can you? Oh, it's been a long day. It's, it's been a long day. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll try and wrap... Oh, well, I'll try and tie some it onto that point. But I guess, for example, like I, I enjoy um, being the elite when I can watch it. But I, oh, I like a lot of the, the Dark it, Order. Oh, you remembered it? Was it... I talked about Jade winning... And I actually... Was it about Jade winning the title? And it's, it's actually on, the, on their YouTube. It's actually... Who who had won? But the thumbnail was her with the title. Oh no, something different. I think it was something else. Shame you can't remember it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was you that said it. It wasn't me. I don't. I don't. I, I, well, my, my, my was going to be look, look, the Dark Order stuff, for example, was specifically John Silver because he's a funny guy on being the elite, and that's where I've really grown to love him. But. Uh, they do the funny stuff with him and Adam Cole on being the elite. You know, it's all about the budge. It's all about the muff. And it's funny stuff, man. Yeah. But when they was doing it for that, you know, in preparation for their match on Dynamite or Rampage or whatever it was a few weeks ago, and he's calling him budge. If you don't watch being the elite, you know what that means? Yeah. That, does mean, happen. that means nothing. Yeah. It's kind of, that did happen. That does happen a lot. With being elite. It's, it, I don't have a problem with it, but, but it can take you out of it a little bit. If if the com did the commentators ever mention that? No, because I don't think they know. Sometimes <laughs> Jr. will be like, Jr. Obviously doesn't know. No, I know Taz a doesn't. lot of the stuff from that. Yeah, and that's fine. But it's not their job to know that. They're calling the the television product. Um, so if they want what they're doing outside of it from you know in their own th- stuff to be relevant, then they need to do more of putting that on TV. Um, but look, like a structure-wise, I don't know because um, we can't really comment on that so much. But it's it's tricky. The next point we should probably go to is the fact that Tony Khan responded. Forget about what he said for a moment, but it's the fact that the CEO of All Elite Wrestling retweeted it and then commented it himself. Uh, commented it on himself. It's the equivalent of Vince McMahon. Seeing an article about him and being like, oh, God damn it. Ah, oh, let Samoa Joe go because he was, uh, he's not my Samoa Joe. My Samoa Joe's tribal chief. It's tribal chief, tribal chief. I don't know what accent I've gone for. Well, I'm not going to do it cause don't. I shouldn't have done it because I've got a really sore throat and that's not helped me at all. Because <coughs> I know Tony. <laughs> Tony Khan, about two years ago, I think it was. Oh. It might have been actually last, might have been two years ago, it might have been last Premier League season when Fulham won the Premier League. Um, <laughs> they lost like 3 or 4 nil on the week before the end of a transfer window. You Fulham won the Premier League? When they were in it. Oh, I thought you said when they won it. No, when they were last in it. When they were, <laughs> what university did you went now? The uh, football manager. <laughs> um, he, can, he said that he, they would make transfers for the defect, some transfers in the window and he got he got laughed at by Gary Neville and Jimmy Carragher for doing it because they're saying like he shouldn't be saying that kind of thing it's weird isn't it Tony I think I mean he he, his, he didn't own he doesn't own 
Tony is obviously very capable of making business decisions and good business decisions, but I don't think the place for him to to maybe voice some of this stuff is online. Have you seen the photo um, that's come around as a meme? It's like a photo from like 2015, how it's Jacksonville Jaguar owner Tony Khan has a photo with uh, his favorite wrestler, Titus O'Neil. <laughs> And it's funny how things like that, a few years later, where he's got his own company and probably could get to as new, who, who like um, Joe Janela, has not been on TV for so long. Okay. <laughs> Everyone forgets he's still there. Man, uh, it's weird. I, I honestly, I don't think Tony should have even responded to that himself. I think a PR team. You need some. Uh, they need. They need just a team. I think managing it themselves for that, and they could have put out like a proper statement. Mm. You know, I think I think with a proper faceless statement and just the company responding as a whole to say that you know we're sorry to that that basically she feels this way. However, you know we we think you can look no further to see that there's um, plenty of diversity. Like I, there's a, there's there's like probably like ten different ways you could have handled that better. Um, and obviously- Tony's got to watch this sort of thing because I think if Tony carries on with it, it doesn't look very. It's not a big league move, I think, ultimately. It's not a big league move. Vince wouldn't do it. And to his credit, that's a good thing. You make an, you know, it's a lot of questionable decisions with a lot of different stuff, but, but we do get, Vince shouldn't have to answer himself on, online. He's the CEO of the company. Yeah, but we do get like prime ministers and presidents going on Twitter when things go shit. <sighs> yeah, but I think there is there is some difference to that. If, if it's informative, I mean, if people are going to be putting inf- information up, whether it's going to be true or false and politics is its own yeah. beast, but it's still somewhat informative. Can I don't, I, there wasn't anything informative necessarily about that tweet. It was more of just, it was him firing back at the comments because Big Swole is the first person to take a real swing, really, at AEW from within AEW. Realistically, you know, take away Brian Cage's his wife and maybe some passing comments he's made. That was the first real swing because that brought in not just the way that they run a company, but their attitude potentially towards race. And that's a big thing. And I, and I yeah. think she, she opened the door. She probably should, she shouldn't have been knocking on that door. And um, um, the fact, the thing that bothers me is to say that he, you didn't think they were good enough. Wow. So this, right. And this is maybe why it wasn't good for him to say it and why the CEO shouldn't say that. Because regardless of maybe what Big Swole is like as a person, whether she's lovely, whether she's not, whether she's hard to work with, whether she's not, that is probably going to diminish some of your credibility, isn't it? Like when the CEO of one of the hottest wrestling companies in the entire world calls you out for not being very good at wrestling... Yeah. Which is the you know what you're paid to do? Uh, does that hurt your chance of getting booked? Well, is it there? We wish you away in your future endeavours. You're not good enough. Yeah, I, well, her, I, I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. If it, it's just if it's just weird, isn't it? It's weird. I don't, I disagree with that. And again, that's why I don't think you should do it on there for a company that after the last preview was said to be in good morale. The only thing I can think of is that there's. The heat was between Tony and Swole specifically because even that article headline alone didn't call Tony Khan out. It no. called a company out overall on very broad issues. 
So Tony fired back like that was a personal insult, and I can see it to a degree because AEW really is his baby, and he's obviously put a lot of time, effort, and of course money into it. But he responded in a way that felt like it was a, it was a personal attack, and I, he, in all honesty, just didn't look very good off the back of it. No. They both kind of looked a bit petty. And I honestly think coming out of the back of that, also, and it's not a good look. Also, can you imagine that if you get fired from a job and you get asked in an interview, so why are you, uh, so why are you uh, not working? I mean, well, my last my, my last boss said um, I wasn't good enough, so he got rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing the thing is though that that's it's like a probation period, isn't it? Like you know, if you didn't pass your probation period at a job and you they don't keep you yeah you're not going to go into your next one and be like <laughs> yeah no they like you said yeah you're not going to you're going to be like oh yeah they, they didn't think i was good enough so i they, they got rid of me but then imagine like your former boss then goes on um <laughs> to say yeah to, to have, confirm wait, it do you have a reference <laughs> yes my last boss you said i wasn't good enough well that's the thing is in like a normal line of work it's it, i mean here in the uk it could be completely different in the states to be honest but um, in the UK, your former employer cannot give you a bad reference. They're not allowed to give you a bad reference. No. But the equivalent of it is that they just don't respond, which is like the it's the equivalent of giving a bad reference because but you, they, you, they won't give you. But you can them. have character uh, characters as your um, reference. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> yeah. There, there are still there are still tweet. There, there's still like little, little loopholes to it. Basically, yeah. but you you can't you can't give a bad one, and that is basically a bad reference for someone who now needs to look for work. So it's not great. I do think, but uh, Big Big Troll does have like a medical condition, though, doesn't she? Well, she implied it in that last thing, wasn't it? That yeah. there was stuff going on, but and again, it's it's not up to us. And regardless of what the situation is and what she she might be like, and if she was the problem here, but regardless, um, you know, really wish that she whatever it is, she works through it and comes out of it well, you know, in good health and, and can still make a good career for herself because it's not for us to decide who's in the right or wrong. We can only look at what we saw and what we saw was petty on both sides. But it, it got worse because Leo Rush got involved. Yeah, and I'm surprised he hasn't quit yet. <laughs> you can't keep making that joke. I like Leo. I, I like him. It's I like that... him. I like him. You can't keep making that joke. If you, if you have history of doing that, of retirement... Well, you want to talk about a history of doing something. This is this is the only thing for me with Leo is that it seems every company he's gone to, I say every company, realistically, it's, it's WWE and AEW, isn't it? I'm making that sound like a bigger deal than it is. But between those two companies, he's had issues. Leo, yeah. Bigger issues with WWE. This has been like the only known one to knowledge with AEW. But the, the WWE stuff was... I mean, what what was some of that? There was some beef there with Henry. And again, this was, I think some of it was race related or at least it, it played a factor into it. Yeah. I think one of the stories, wasn't it that he refused to carry the bags? Something like that. Take uh, race out of the equation. F- I fully support that. Some of those old traditions need to go. Oh, yes. With every every single thing. It's some, some, some traditions in wrestling are ridiculous and i don't care about offending there because some of them are ridiculous to hear some of them from an outsider perspective some are just they're they're just petty Mm. a new guy comes in and you're gonna go you're the new guy you carry my bags no (laughs) it's not no no i don't blame him i don't blame him for that 
but it's it's the race thing. Um, him and Mark got into it, I think, didn't they? They had a big falling out. I'd love to see that match, though. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be quick, wouldn't it? But um, Leo to win. Yeah. I don't know what their sort of relationships like now. I, in think, they, I think they're good now because you wouldn't. I don't know. Say you wouldn't have them in the same company together, but. Well, if, if Mark Henry's a coach, right? CM Punk and Colt Cabana, yeah, they're never on the same show together. Oh yeah, but, um, but yeah, the, the Leo Rush stuff. I mean, he <laughs> there was a couple, wasn't it? I think he just retweeted and was basically like, "You need to apologise now," and then yeah. tagged Tony Khan. I mean, like, come, this is <laughs> this guy is tagging his boss, mm. <laughs> the CEO of the company, in a tweet telling him to apologise. Well. The whole thing was going just out of hand. My favourite Leo Rush story was a week after he debuted in NXT was um, when WWE got rid of Emma and he tweeted about how he she should have been ready for Asuka a lot sooner than she did. Because <laughs> she had that match with Asuka like, on a, a week before she got released. So he got him a lot of heat. He's had a lot of heat. He gets, he gets a lot of heat, I think, doesn't he? And I, I do, he does bring a lot of it onto himself. But I think yeah. this particular one, again... It it how Leo managed to get himself into that position where both of them already did not look good, and then Leo gets himself involved and then makes himself look bad as well. Not because it wasn't even do you know what it wasn't even so much the fact that he was telling his boss to apologise, right? Mm-hmm. It was more the fact that within twenty four hours or whatever it was, that tweet went up about how he had had a sit down conversation with Tony and Mega, and they talked about you know. The struggles, I think, of it probably was the black community in things, and they've both like talked about their own struggles and reached like a, an understanding, and that they're going to work together on making this, like, on, on improving on this. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that seemed like a bit of a 180, like on a quick 180. So I don't know what happened there, but the fact that he was like so strong against his boss one moment, and then all of a sudden it was like. You know, because regardless of what happened there, that was either it was either miscommunication, and potentially the whole thing could have been caused by that, or Leo cut a pollock in <laughs> and decided to. <laughs> but I, right. but I, I don't think Leo would care. I, I think Leo's probably had enough bollockins that he'd still stand his his ground and stick to his opinion. And whether you you agree with him or not, that's still admirable. Um, I mean, I like him as a talent, but sometimes wrestlers are their own worst enemy for what they say. And that's why that's why you got to limit what you say online. Um, but you, but the CEO, CEO shouldn't have been involved. So some of the cracks, uh, they're bound to show. There's going to be cracks. You can't have a company that's going to that ace it the entire way through. You know their their existence. Um, it's going to happen, isn't it? So yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens with AEW in the future. But there's. Um, <laughs> It's it's been it's been an interesting uh, year and end of year already for everybody. So we'll see what the future holds. But um, we said before because we we jumped over a couple of the WWE topics before we jumped onto the AEW debuts. We should probably go back now to WWE's use of the Forbidden Door. Yes. So. All about doors this episode, Ash. All about doors. The Forbidden Door. What's the situation here? Well, at the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, at the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. It got announced last week on SmackDown that 
Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James is going to be involved. And that is a shocker. Very much so, after what happened... The, the way she exited the company, yeah. yeah. She's not the only Ruben name for a rumble. No. There's a possibility of a AEW name. Which looks like it could be Jericho. We, I've, I've, I say Jericho, we both say Jericho, because, yeah. because either this Stone Cold podcast... But I also would say Brian Danielson, because he's obviously left on very good terms. Yeah. Um, um, also, there's a possibility of a Moose appearance. <laughs> Moose. I we talked about this a bit earlier, but there's there there clearly seems to be now some sort of working uh, relationship between Impact and WWE. Don't know what that will entail. And who would have seen that come in like a year ago, let alone five, well, ten years ago? No. Um, but in one way, it's good to have another champion appear for them. What are they going to do for them? What, is, what are WWE going to do for Impact? Yeah. So, because this is the... When AEW and Impact first kind of went in together, we, we got quite excited about it. The prospect was new, different. In the West... On a, on a bigger level, you just don't see this sort of stuff happen. In hindsight, we've already talked about it. Impact probably didn't get... Uh, they do, they didn't really come out of it looking any better than they did going in. No. Whereas AEW probably benefited the most. Um, I think you're right. It definitely depends on what WWE can do for Impact. Because Impact aren't going to bring viewers over to WWE. No. WWE has a, lot, a vast amount of uh, of viewers compared to to Impact. I mean, the difference is is kind of insurmountable at this point. But there must be a reason WWE wants to work with other promotions, and there's a few different routes it can go down. Because if they're not going to be working with AEW, this could be a big power move by WWE to put more pressure onto AEW. Yeah. And AW kind of may have done a little bit to that, done a bit of that to themselves because it kind of got a bit cold between Impact and All Elite Wrestling now. Yeah, uh, ever since Christian lost it to Josh Alexander, which was October, Banff Glory. Banff Glory, yeah. Which we thought was going to happen at the time because it was sure. But it's uh, it's not the first time WWE and Impact have worked together though. No, but but this is different. But this, but not on this kind of level. Not not at uh, this magnitude. This is we, this I, is a this. It's being touted as a much bigger deal. Yeah. If you're going to see names show up in a Royal Rumble, um, it's a big deal. Because I think it's a should, big big. I deal. think we should mention what what happened the first time, which was um in two thousand and twelve. I think it was. 2011-2012, when they inducted the Four Horsemen into the WWE Hall of Fame, Ric Flair was contracted to Impact at the time. So the deal was they would get Flair in for the Hall of Fame and appear at Mania, and Christian would appear at Impact for, I think it was Battle Glory later in the year, or some anniversary to induct Sting in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the first time, really, WWE have had a outsider appear at Royal Rumble since 1997 when they were working with AAA. 
It's big. It's it's. There's a lot of implications here, but I'm a bit sceptical at the moment. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where they're going to go with this, if I'm honest. And, it, and if AEW is involved, and it it looks potentially likely like they could do it. Like, I mean, there were the reports recently, uh, well, in, in recent months, that AEW and WWE were in negotiations with each other. Yeah. And it seemed to be more for WWE to be able to use former talent uh, that was now working for AEW to be able to come over to film things like, I suppose, for their you know, documentaries and docuseries and all, all of those kind of things that yeah. they do for the network. Yeah, not DVDs anymore, like we talked about. Nope, because they're gone. But the um, the prospect of it could be interesting, but it's I don't want to get my hopes up too much for it because... It's kind of like when <laughs> seeing all these sort of these people work together, but somebody wants something out of it. Oh, definitely. There's there's motive somewhere, isn't there? And it's it's already it's already really tricky in terms of a, a forbidden door. Uh, the irony, you know what? The irony of the situation is that the door is only forbidden because WWE made it a forbidden door. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm personally sick of the term "forbidden door." It's been used a lot, hasn't it? It's all you hear but about. But when you now, keep but... doing it, it's not forbidden anymore. Ah, uh, well, it is, and it isn't, isn't it? But the, the, I think the forbidden door. <laughs> it's it's just direct. The forbidden door. WWE placed it there. But if you if you really think about it, and you go back in time more, it was Vince was the first one to kick that forbidden door down by breaking all the rules of the territories. Yeah. You know, he went in there and basically spat in the face of everybody, took all of their top talent and made the the powerhouse that is now WWE, and then put up his own door and his own fence well, that, appeared, that you can't get through. When he appeared on um, WCW at the time in 1985, I think it was. I mean, that was a, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's forbidden, the forbidden door, yeah. And then in 92, I think he was, or 93, when he, the, before he was the Mr. McMahon character, he was the Mr. McMahon character in Memphis for a bit. That's a forbidden door. Even though they were working together, but no one really knew about it. Sure. Uh, it, I, there, there's there are moments like it throughout history. It's you, just, you say the same for things like guys going over into New Japan or ECW going over to e, uh, to WWE in the nineties, and there's been lots of stuff like it. The the WCW takeover was right. That's the biggest one. Yeah, but, I would. But since it's become a phrase in wrestling, I think I. I want to say this is the biggest one because it is WWE working with someone else, which we never thought would happen. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Regardless of what your stance is on WWE, this this is the biggest one without even knowing all of the ins and outs of it, just because the idea that WWE are even acknowledging another company on their own uh, product is, you know, it's enough to make your jaw drop anyway. But let alone actually having talent appear in one of your marquee matches yeah. for the year... Um, because that's a, it's a huge deal. The last time they really mentioned it was like the Raw after main uh, thirty four, I think it was, or 30, when whenever Kurt Angle came back, they mentioned um, he mentioned TNA, and that was like it considered like a yeah, moment. It was, yeah, and they've they've done that a few times, and even AEW's big name dropped a couple of times on the show. I think once by name. Fully yeah. by Sami Zayn and I remember that, but that didn't get the reaction. I don't think they wanted. Uh, not oh. so much. Well, I think a lot of that was the audio was tweaked a lot though. But then the 
Triple H one about calling it a piss ant company. There's that I'm edged saying to Miz about other people calling yeah. yeah on other different shows. Um, it's it's definitely. I mean, it is. It's certainly one to watch, and it does put much needed um, intrigue into the Royal Rumble, which is a shame because it should. It never used to need it anyway. It was no. the Royal Rumble. You know, the Royal but, Rumble shouldn't really need any extra. It shouldn't really need it. The Rumble almost does sell itself a bit like Mania in that regard, but. You know, <laughs> with the amount of people they've released. Yeah, that's it. If they didn't release so many people, well, exactly. You probably wouldn't need to bring others in. But I think it, the I, women's. I think it's the women's rumble that's going to struggle the most. They've, they've announced nineteen people, and about fourteen of them are contracted professional. Well, not contracted, but they're like they're got, alumni that aren't. Yeah, yeah. Like Mickey James is in Summer it. Summer Rae, Bella's. Is Summer Rae? Yeah, Summer yeah, Rae is it? Because there's been some. Be in it. It's been some Twitter beef with her and that time. But I'm not percent on that one. And obviously, yeah. because um, you've got Serena Marie- Deeb could be probably because because um, Maurice and Beth Phoenix have got in their mixed tag match late in that night. Yeah, then they probably would have been in it. Uh, nice, but I don't think Beth will be in the Rumble. No, did you did you see that? It's the first time in WWE that two women have wrestled in three different decades. Uh, yeah, with. Maurice and Beth, Maurice and yeah. Beth. It's just, that's, that's crazy to think. Cause that's crazy. That's a big milestone for sure. It, it felt like for years that women wrestlers in WWE, or in general, only wrestled for like five, six years and then retired and to become... Yeah, the longevity is not really quite as there, is it? No. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting point, to be honest. It, I'm, I'm interested to see how it kind of goes, but... I don't know. I, I just don't want to hold out too much hope for it because it is WWE at the end of the day and there's always room for disappointment there, isn't there? So, But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Forbidden Doors, though. <laughs> you talk about WWE uh, knocking on the Forbidden Door or breaking down Forbidden Doors. Yeah, there's a lawsuit going on. Yep. Or at least there's it's one being filed. What do you know of it so far? I know it's... MLW suing WWE. That's right. Is there something to do with Monopoly again? Or was it a no- board game or? No, has it something <laughs> to do with WWE buying um, companies again? Am I just imagining that? It's no, you're on the right lines with Monopoly. To be honest, it's so MLW or Major League Wrestling. Uh, they filed a. It's, it's an antitrust lawsuit against WWE. The quote is for ongoing attempts to undermine competition in and monopolize the professional wrestling market by interfering with MLW's contracts and business prospects. Now, I think this, I think that part particularly alludes to an issue MLW had. Uh, when they were in negotiations, I don't know if they'd closed the deal or if they were finalising it or wh- whereabouts in the proceedings they were. It's, I think they were quite close to the, to actually finalising it. Um, but it was for them to air on Vice TV. Right. And the story, allegedly, is that the WWE guys were saying that Vince isn't happy. Like He's pissed about it. How pissed? Uh, probably like stone cold pissed. Wow. Maybe even Sandman pissed. I, apparently Sandman's um, quick drinking. Well, all right, maybe old Sandman pissed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he uh, 
wasn't happy about it. And, and that's believable. Mm. But they'd said to Vice, not happy. And I suppose, I don't know if, if it's uh, that they say, look, if you do this, we won't do business with you deal. Because that wasn't that one of the things that happened with, was it New Japan or Ring of Honor? Oh, what the... Um, the Madison Square Garden I, show. I found out more about that. It was Triple H that didn't want it. Triple H that didn't want it. Mm. Oh, now that is interesting. That throws a spanner in the works, doesn't it? Yeah, it wasn't... I don't know if it was just him, but his name was being mentioned as he didn't want that happen happening. I mean, it's probably because of the history WWE have with the venue. I don't know. It was just that. But it's not their venue. No. <laughs> it's... This is what, and this is why I'm skeptical about WWE, you know, quote unquote, opening their own forbidden door because I don't know how it's going to benefit people. They've, they've, you know, maybe, maybe they're doing it to help them with this court case. <laughs> oh look, we're not, we're not actually, you know, we're not trying to stop hinder competition. Look, we've got them on our own well, show. Didn't they try and? Work I wouldn't with, put it past them. Didn't they try and work with MLW, or didn't they try and buy them? Well, there was that rumour going around a short while ago that Triple H was going to be uh, looking to do business with them. And I'm not being funny. Who works in MLW? They've got some They've got some names there. I mean, a lot of the names that... There are guys that have gone from there to like AEW, but they had um, David Boy Smith was a fixture on there. I think, um, uh, what's his name? Simon Gotch. Right. Was it MLW? I want to say Enzo showed up in MLW. There is, there's a lot of guys in MLW. It's a good, it's, to be honest, the product's quite good, um, but it's never one of my sort of go-tos every week. They, I think one of the Samoans was a champion, but I don't know if he is anymore. I think it was like Rikishi, never one of Rikishi's sons. It was someone with the Samoan dynasty. Was I don't know. But I think, I think MLW did war games before WWE brought it back. And it's actually called War Games. I think, because they do like a lot of gimmicky type matches. Um, and it was a company that brought back Tony Giovanni. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So you got you got to credit him for that. Yeah. I, I, it, it, I don't know. It, it's weird because it's not like WWE wouldn't stoop that low. They have done before. Mm. You know, it is a pay company. <laughs> you know? I, it, it, the one thing for me, though, is going to be whether or not they can win this because WWE does have a pretty formidable legal team. Yeah. And I don't see necessarily that without some real hard evidence, um, MLW is going to win that, that case. And I think even if they do have hard evidence, we probably won't see this drag on. I think if there's hard evidence against WWE, this will be settled out of court. But the whole reason for them filing it is that they're trying to make up for uh, for losses, really, that they're claiming were caused by WWE because as a result of not being able to uh, continue with their business ventures, whether that was just for Vice TV or, or there may have been some other stuff there as well. I'm, I'm sure there's other things involved because uh, it talks about their contracts as well. I don't know if that necessarily just meant for you know, from a TV side of things, or if it was also for their individual performers. Um, but I mean, you know, but that, that's illegal. You you can't, you shouldn't, you can't really be doing that. Um, I don't know. I, I think based on what we know at the moment, MLW's got some good ground, but uh, it, it depends. It depends on if they've got enough evidence. And if they have, and WWE want to try and get them settle it out of court, 
how much they'll settle for. Because that, that's what it will come down to. It, it's just going to be about the money. Yeah, which it always is. <laughs> well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lawsuit. You know, it's, it's, it is about the money, isn't it? The only court case I think WWE lost was the name when it was WWF against WWF. Yeah. That's the only court case I can think of. I don't know what happened with the Punk. What what actually ended up happening with Punk and the... Wasn't that settled out of court? I think it was. I think you might be right because there was multiple. But doesn't that count as losing? Wow. Nah. Yeah, well, yeah, but not in the... Not in the legal eye, is it? Because you settle out of court, you know... There isn't really a winner or a loser, I suppose, is there? Because you, you've come to a mutual agreement as opposed to the the justice system basically slapping it, slapping the decision on you for you. You know, so I I don't know. I, I, I reckon it'll be one of those. It'll be settled out of court. But I'll be following that one closely because I am really interested to see how the developments that happen here and what gets proven or disproven and, yeah. you know, where, where they go. But... Yeah, once again, Sean Ross sat um, with the news on that one. So it's interesting. I, I, I think there might be a bit of that factoring into this this forbidden door at the Rumble business. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Well. If it's, if you know, to have like a public kind of face of, hey, look, we work with other people. If WWE can get Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> they can get anyone. <laughs> yeah. But I am looking forward to that, though. A few years late, but just after we finished talking about them last uh, I know, episode it's as stupid, well. isn't it? I know. And it's like, um, <laughs> the only reason they're doing it is because it's a, the week before um, the new movie comes out. I know. Jackass Forever, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen the latest trailers? <laughs> a bit like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The latest trailers are funny, so it should be good. Hopefully. Um, speaking of good shows, it's the Cody Show. And that's all we had to say. Cody Rhodes. We, we'll we go through it pretty quick. For those who aren't aware and, and have reached this point with us, first of all, thank you very much um, because you've lasted a long time already. <laughs> but Cody Rhodes, we basically every week have to talk about Cody. So there is a segment of the show that is called The Cody Show. We do have a bit of catching up with Cody here. Uh, in the time... I, I'll break it down real quick, Ash. You can give your thoughts on it, but... Uh, in the time since we last recorded, he's won the TNT Championship. Dickhead. From Sammy Guevara. <laughs> but to be fair, what did Sammy do with the title? No, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, he won that championship. He was then scheduled to defend the championship against Sammy um, at Battle of the Belts, which was a TV special for AEW that aired on Saturday. Um, I think Saturday just gone, so that would yeah, have been what? The, the... Hang on. The 7th, 8th? Eighth, I think it was. Yeah, we don't count. Um, but of course, the news had come out at the time that he wasn't medically cleared to compete, and we now know that to be because he had come into contact with someone with COVID. Uh, so they brought in the interim TNT Championship, which we'll get your thoughts on in a moment. But that was between the brother Dustin Rhodes against Sammy Guevara, and Sammy picks up the win there to become interim TNT champion. Interesting pick picking Dustin. Yeah. Um, but I... the brother of of Cody, so it's but who we're, we're leaning into this heel thing now. Who else would you have had? Oh, QT, whoever the number two or number one was in the ranking. 
Well, that matters. Well, don't put I'm just saying that's Cody wasn't number one, was he, for the TNT title before he won Well, it. no, hence why I say they're leaning into the heel thing. But um, I, th- I feel like he's self-aware now. And going going back to the lenient rules, didn't Dustin do a ten- Canadian destroy through a table? Through a table off the apron. Yeah, which was sick. I yeah, mean, I, see, I, seeing I, Dustin do it is great. It looked there was a, I've seen a slow motion version of it. It looks better slow motion than it did in full motion. You know it's, what I mean? It's it, yeah. Dustin has incredible talent, and seeing him do stuff like that is amazing. It he, was a really good match. He just defies. Anything logical. logical. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he should be retired and behind the scenes more, but you can still go. You can still go, man. He's I so good. He, he's nowhere near retirement. I, the only reason I think he can still go is because I, I can't think of him having that many long-term injuries. No, and I said this before on the show. I don't think... I think he helps himself with the gold dust gimmick because it was more about the character and persona than it was about taking the bumps. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's worked a treat for him, but it's kind of like Taker. You know, he's reaching a point like in, in the golden years. Um, it's actually where he's hitting the peak. I think we're seeing some of the best Dustin work now than we've ever seen, like in, yeah. in terms of in-ring. Because to be fair, back in, back in the gold dust early years, it wasn't... It wasn't spectacular. It was more like the... Con- shock moments. The shocking, it? controversial... Yeah. Well, that was what the character was supposed to be. So, you know, but it's worked. It's worked really well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of, I, I've got to be honest, in a way, I kind of want to see Dustin win that. Um, just to get a Cody-Dustin part two, because that's a match that I can care about that Cody's in. I'm, I, I, if, if, it's, if they did this in WWE, it would have been a battle royal, I reckon. Not like a... Yeah, but you can't compare the two, because they, no. they are very different. And um, you can have your preference on either or, but... If the fact they went with this match, it would have been nice to see it. But again, I suppose we we have to settle the the, the rubber match between. Well, it's not even a rubber match, actually, is it? Because Cody's won both. But and does this count as a? Because I know when UFC do an interim title, they count it as the actual title reign. So technically, this is this is a second title reign for Sammy. Or I guess it, we'll have to look at the stats. Does it count as one and a half? If Sammy loses to Cody, we'll have to have a look and see what they, they put down as a stat, and then I guess we'll find out. But, mm. um, yeah, the, the Cody whole kind of story up to this point. Um, again, I think we know now, we can say with certainty that he's, he's going down the heel route um, properly. But I don't think I don't think it was meant to be this way from the beginning. I think there's, there's come a point where he's realised it. And now he's leaning into it, which is good. Um, so, yeah, but he, he obviously he's still working everybody, basically. But it, I just don't know how they're going to pull the trigger on it or when they're going to pull the trigger on it. But it's it's coming. It has to come. There's no way that he can carry on, but that this can carry on for much longer. Because, again, I've said before, I think the Cena situation hurt WWE long term. Because it went on for as long as it did, and they lost viewers because of it. And AEW is not a position where they can allow that to happen. And Cody takes up a lot of screen time when he's on, and he's yeah, still with a, his big fucking head. With his big head. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess we'll see. He was in an interview recently. Um, I can't remember who it was with. Do you remember who it was with? Probably Fight Fight from Network, whoever it is. Potentially, it was with somebody, and he discussed one of his biggest regrets. Yeah, but he um regretted 
the uh, Anigo Anigo feud? Was it the feud or just the match? It was a whole feud. It's like, well, yeah, you dumb fuck. You, you've screwed our British <laughs> Yeah, over. I ain't having it. I'm not having this. No, in all fairness, it wasn't. That wasn't even the problem, was it? No, it's... it was. It was the again. It was the race situation and, and the promo that he cut that was just oh, terrible. Um, the segment with the scales. Apparently, Tony was losing his shit. Well, that like That's... wrap it up, wrap it up, and big. Well, Paul White was still trying to get it to work, and oh god, the whole thing was was terrible. But again, like, what's that done for Anthony Agogo? He's just come back because he had a. Um... He had an injury. He had an injury. I think it was his eyes again. It was his eye, I think. So, I don't think they've done anything on like Dark or Rampage or Dark Invasion, whatever. Which is annoying, though, because if Cody doesn't want to go back to it, then Anthony's never going to get that win back, and that's to no fault of his own. He was just doing his job. Yeah. So that's really annoying. Um, look, I think by and large, and I've said it, I've said it before, say it again now. They can do something really special with Cody if they if they do the turn properly and not wait too long, because I already feel like it's been being teased for a couple of years now. Like we already, even since the dropping the title to Derby at full gear, not last year, but the year before it's been feeling like it's been coming since then for me. Um, and now all of a sudden it just feels like I, I, I cause that's what I mean. I think like during the Anthony Agogo stuff, there's no way he did that promo and that he, they did that angle the way they did with him having the intention to turn heel, I think that's a bit just too, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, because you, you can't then do, turn back on it and be like, oh, I didn't mean what I said. And actually, he was talking about race. You just can't do it. So, it's just, I think there, he genuinely was trying to be the baby face. And that's that's what's hurt him because I, I think it's his ego. Hmm. I think it's a big if ego. Was, if it was, because it, it's different to like an MJF or like a Van Corwin type of heel heat where those are people you like to boo, but you also have kind of like for them, respect for them. Yeah, definitely. I, I respect MJF. Um, I love to hate him. I love seeing him on, because I know I'm about to be entertained, and when he's working with the right people, it's fantastic. But, you know, MJF, while we're on the subject of him, he's one of those that, if you don't have a former WWE guy from AEW, show up in the Rumble. Mm. MJF is a guy that I think would be perfect to show up because he's got that whole thing going on with the bidding war of 2024 and everything else. He'll be a great guy um, for something like that. But, you know, by the by, I don't know if if Cody's going to wrap this up soon. Oh, if he turns up the Rumble, Cody. Oh, that could, well, see, that could be uh, an interesting take on it, couldn't it? It could be. That could be, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that... I can't I see that happening, but I, that it would be very interesting if it did. I don't know if I'll be able to watch it live, Rumble. I definitely won't. But I know that... I'm not putting myself through it. <laughs> Rumble, not, not Rumble, match, Rumble match itself. Yeah, but, it's, but at that point, it's like four or five in the morning. I ain't doing that to myself. <laughs> but Absolutely not. I, can't, I, can't, I don't know if I'll be watching it live or not, but just the going three, two, one, yeah. And then um, wrestling whoa, has more than one. <laughs> you think it'll have smoke and mirrors? Yeah. It's only smoke and mirrors night. <laughs> well, they all come out with their own, like their old WWE ones. Yeah, yeah. woo woo woo. You know it. Well, Mickey James, it's, it's obvious. It's going to be her. My what was it? Was it in my top ten list? It was in your top ten. 
top 10 entrance themes of all time instrumentals anyway mm. for WWE and in this what a weird top 10 that was yeah remember we did top 10 <laughs> yeah I I, I, I don't know if, if he does it soon then great but at the moment my issue is still more that Cody doesn't give me anything to be interested in mm. and I can, there's only so long I'm going to be I, I can go on the whole oh he's going to turn heel because actually eventually I'm just not going to care because he's already he's already hit a heel like it's got to mean something and Malachi Black, it's done, you know, not really much for him. I suppose he could do the whole thing, the storyline-wise, we could say that it's him that's, that's done that for Cody and uh, made people hate him. You can do that from a storyline aspect if you wanted to. Well, a, that's something AEW does a lot. Well, yeah, and you and uh, you kind of have to, because otherwise, you know, people are going to jump on him for not even doing any kind of kayfabe, isn't it? So, you, you know, you have to. But before him, you know... Uh, who we got? Anthony Gogo, we said. Did nothing for him. Lance Archer kind of fell to the, the yeah. back of, you know, in that feud. Who else does he work with? QT. QT was... They gravely overestimated how much people would be interested in that. Um, Would you say even the uh, Brody stuff? I know, obviously, what happened... The Brody the stuff... No, the Brody stuff was great and I loved it. It was just that... And again, it was a shame because of, of how things all fell. But it was the idea that Brody just didn't feel like he had long enough with that title. And I don't think they did know on any of like what the problems were at the time, did they? No. But, you know, the fact... But, and, and, that, and that's what I mean. It wasn't like he, Cody had come back and taken it off of him because of what was happening with Brody. It, but was, it, felt, it felt quick. And obviously we know what happened. But, but then but then Cody's done that with Sammy because hmm. this, this title reign feels quick. So it doesn't really feel that much different there. I, I don't know. It's a hard one to call. It's basically whether or not, if when Cody is on the screen, are you entertained? If you feel like you could skip through it or you could get up and walk away from it. And I am a bit like that. I'm getting a bit like that. Until they they need to, if they can do the turn soon, because I can, I can stick with it for a bit longer, but I need to see where it's kind of going. Because at the moment, I don't feel like he's gonna, it's going to happen at Sam, on Sammy. And it might do. I might eat my words. But... You know, I feel like it's got to be something like against his own brother or against Arn or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's got to, it's got to have something with a bit more meaning to it. I mean, fuck it, have him turn on Brandy. I don't care. Yeah. Like as long as he can turn heel at some point, it's just got to happen sooner rather than later because I'm just going to skip his segments. Well, one of the best heel turns really in the last few years was Roman. Uh, Roman, yeah, and, and people clamoured for that. And it I think it was a bit all late. He, all he did, yeah, all he did. Was make a return, yeah, and he was a heel straight away, and it worked. It worked, and he still still works. It does. It, it, it was a bit late, but yeah. Well, well, I'm sure we'll have more news next week on the Cold Show. Wrestling has more than one royal family, but no, man, it's what a wild, wild ride so far. You miss a few weeks, and suddenly you have all of this news. Um. Before we do, we're going to do a look back at 2021. We'll try and do that quite quick. Yeah. Because we've got some, we'll just put a couple of predictions out for 2022 as well before we, we wrap everything up today. But I do want to quickly talk about a new promotion down in London, here in the UK. New Riot Wrestling, NRW. Uh, they're going to have their first ever show. That's going to take place on Tuesday, 15th of March of this year. 
Uh, it's going to be in Highbury Corner, London, at the Garage HQ. Cash, culture, and violence. That's three of my favourite things. Some awesome, awesome uh, graphics and everything from them at the moment. The posters and everything, promotional material. It's fresh, it's new, it looks very different to a lot of the other stuff that you do see um, around the UK. I'm not trying to knock it, but a lot of it is quite samey. Mm. Um, you can check them out on Twitter, New Riot Wrestling. Just go and have a look. There's a lot of stuff on there. Their belts are some of my favourites, I think. Have you seen these? Uh, Take a look at that. That looks pretty cool, actually. That that, that, that... It's got that kind of, you know, like it feels old school, but it's... Yeah, I was going to say it looks like... a the old new japan they uh, look sweet man they look real tight real tidy um polish up really well i think this is going to be the kind of promotion that we've said a while before um this show that we don't see a lot of unfortunately in the uk i think we're going to get a very different type of show from new riot wrestling and i think if you are into of course your cash culture and violence then this is going to be a show to look out for for definite in the future. Yeah. It's been a bit of a long time coming. Um, of course, the pandemic probably hasn't helped, but no. you know we're finally here with it. And I'm hoping to, to go down and actually catch the show um, in March. So we can hopefully get down there together, Ash. And um, I've started following a newer wrestling company called Phenomenal Elite Wrestling. Okay, it's yeah. It's Stratford. Yeah, so I, I've come across these guys too. There's there's a lot. I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to just, I think more than anything, just go out and watch wrestling um, yeah. live again. It's not something I was unfortunately able to sort of get around to doing last year, but I was playing a lot of catch-up last year for the stuff that had to be rebooked from 2020 into 21. Yeah. So I couldn't really make many new plans because <laughs> everything was being carried over. Um but no, man, yeah, PW, hopefully we can bring some more news, I think, for um, promotions happening around the country, really, because we it's something that I've wanted to do a lot more of, but it's it's just it's really difficult to do with um, not being able to actually go and see them. Yeah, and plus there's a possibility you might see a future superstar going to these companies. I just want to see some good fucking wrestling, mate. That's yeah. what I want to see. Just search for New Riot. Uh, New Riot Wrestling, um, they've got website up on Twitter, a um, lot of activity going on at the moment. They're announcing all of the different matches, and it's honestly, yeah, it's, it's going to be worthwhile just checking it out. But like I say, I'm hoping to get down there to watch it. And um, another wrestling company that's coming back to do proper shows again is Progress. Progress, yeah. Have they already had a show? I don't know if it's been done, but I know they're doing a, they are doing a show with in front of a crowd. At, I don't know if it's going to be in the network, though. Because obviously they've done a lot of the stuff in the network. In the I would have thought it would have been. Because they own but yeah, I, the video library, anyway. But they haven't, they haven't announced it as being on the network. Like they have done the last few mm. they've done. But, but I'm looking forward to it. They might, I might get to see Progress again. I just want to see some wrestling live again. <laughs> I just want to get out and watch them more. Some more sweaty men slap each other about. And that's what I love to do. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We just love wrestling, man. What can you say? Um, right. We're nearly there, Ash. 2021 now. We've just got to recap a whole year in. <laughs> yeah, in like one minute. <laughs> it's going to change a bit. The, the, initially, the first episode of the year, or the last episode, actually, of last year, was going to be to recap the year. But 
Um, I thought the last episode you did last year was going to be uh, Star Wars, but I won't. no, it was going to be a Christmas special. But that'll have to be this year now, won't it? But <laughs> yeah, technically this is our Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Oh, how sad! I didn't have a Christmas party. I was died COVID. But um, the <laughs> the year we won't go through. I mean, we was going to go through what PWI awards. Yeah, uh, I can mention like a couple if you want. You can do a couple main ones if you want, but yeah, we probably won't go into all of them no. now because we were going to choose like our best moments. I, I, and yeah, I want to. I want to say there's there's some that I'm surprised with PWI winners, but we can't get to, the rest of the year they gave to Kenny Omega. Yeah, I see that. Uh, comeback of the year with CM Punk. That obvious. Is it? Oh, Ashley. Come on, man! Is it a big? Is it? I know. If, I know. For some people, it's a big deal, a bigger deal than it, it than it has ever right to be. But over people like Christian coming back, who we thought would never wrestle again, but over Sting, who's been phenomenal. Sting was last uh, twenty twenty, but he had matches in twenty twenty one. Didn't have matches in twenty twenty. Yeah, but it's longevity. It's, it, there's a lot more to the story, isn't there? Like. Christian, to see both of them, and especially even, you know, the ages that they're at still perform the way they do, is amazing. Um, and in Christian's case, somebody that you didn't think would be wrestling again, but now is, is, is yeah, of course it is, it's great. But the story behind CM Punk, and the fact that he just did, he wanted nothing to do with wrestling, really, for the best part of seven years. To see that happen, and you never really were sure if you would see it again or not. But the fact that it happened, you know, in Chicago, in his hometown, and it was done, uh, let's be honest, it was done perfectly. Like the way he came out and everything. You have to, you've got to give it to Punk. There's no And I will say he was most popular rest of the year, a Punk. The one, most popular? Yeah. Which I... Well, sure, that's got to be, I mean, I don't know how all of these were, but I would have thought most popular rest of the year probably is going to be dependent on like your merch sale isn't it well, if that's true then Hook because he got the most <laughs> damn well Hook is most popular wrestler he, got, he was number one in pro wrestling tees when he was that he, for the month though because Punk and Sting have had been. some big it might have been uh, the last one I want to talk about that kind of surprised me but then again probably not to everyone else Feud of the Year. Who who would you say was your Feud of the Year last year? Feud of the Year. And this is across all companies. Yeah. Who would you think won Feud of the Year? Um, well, I suppose for consistent booking. Well, consistent booking. That's not going to cut across many. Um, is it from New Japan? No. AEW? Yeah. It's probably going to be Kenny and Hangman. Nope. Oh, is it going to be Jericho MJF? Yeah. Okay. I was surprised because I thought it was going to be Hangman. I, uh, yeah, and no, I think to that one, just because it, it it was a bit off and on. Like, it's all the, the rivalry's always sort of been there, hasn't it? For yeah. again, It's a slow burner, but they weren't constantly in an angle with each other. So I suppose, yeah, at least with Jericho and MJF, it's been a constant, constant thing. I thought you was going to say it was going to be Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy. No. Because that's, that's one of the worst things of the year for me. But they didn't do, they, uh, they didn't do worse. Class, uh, the observer would do like the worst view. That <laughs> the the only always oh, looking at the positive side. Yeah. Isn't um, the one, the one, uh, another one that was much of the year was um, Brit against 
Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Yeah, I think that's very well deserved. You, you could have took a, a pick out of a lot of matches. There, yeah, there's but... a lot. There's a lot. And I, I'm surprised it wasn't the tag title match in the steel cage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a hell of a match. The only, the only non-AEW was, um, I think, Inspiration of the year was Edge. Yeah. And Indie rest of the year was... Um, I'm surprised New Japan didn't get more of a look in. Well, to be months. honest, they've not really been talked about this year. Yeah, probably not so much. Well, I think, I think things will change there. And like I say, got still got to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. But, uh, um, indie, indie rest of the year was um, Nick Gage. Nick Gage, okay. Yeah, I could, I'll probably see that. He did have a good year, to be fair. But um, I've got to be honest, I was kind of half expecting that to get a Matt Cardona. I would have had Cardona, but... Or even Effie. Effie was fourth, I think. He was, if, uh, there was only a few of the awards there, because they have fourth, third, second, and obviously the winner. Yeah. There's only a few that have been announced so far. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I mean, in terms of a personal preference, I suppose, best way to kind of wrap up 2021... Um, well, I'll put the question to you. Overall, a good year? For AEW and no one else. Maybe the maybe GCW. GCW, definitely. I think GCW had a good year. And like we said at the start of the show, I think this year is going to be even better. Um, I mean, WWE, the start was really good. Right. With And personally, my favourite match of the year was um, Slasher against... Bianca at Night One Mania, but it's it's just it's one of those matches, man. I I wish they'd have done more of it, but yeah, the standalone as and as it is, yeah, I I still easily look back at that and say that was probably my, that was probably my favorite thing from all of Mania. And then WWE Roman Reigns had a good year, five over five hundred days as the Universal Champion. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be slowing down before Mania. Um. The only, only, I'm loving Lesnar at the moment. I've seen a bit of Lesnar at the and minute, it's, and, it's, and they are taking a completely different route with him, which yeah. is much needed. And he's appeared on every, I think he's appeared on every show so far this year. Oh my god! Which is amazing. <laughs> what a year! <laughs> what a year to be and, alive. Um, <laughs> Biggie had a good year, but it wasn't when he was champion. It kind of lost it a little uh, bit. Last and, and Lesnar obviously hates the new day. So uh, Bobby has, Lashley had a good year. Lashley had a good year. When you look at it as individually, I suppose maybe maybe let's let's try and narrow it down this way. So, um, I want you to name for WWE mm-hmm. best thing, most memorable thing, whatever it is. However you want to look at it, but best thing for the whole year for them, worst thing for the whole year of them. Well, obviously the worst is the amount of releases. Yeah, that's the same for me. But if I had to say worst, like thing they. Just in general, like what what is the biggest thing when you think about the biggest down? Probably, if we're gonna if we're gonna take a page for Simon Miller's book, um, probably at SummerSlam when Becky Lynch ruined, not in her fault, her own fault, but um, Bianca's. You put title. that over the releases, though. If I was to go by, like wait, what I mean, on the take it, If I take it away from the releases, because that's right. the obvious. Yeah. Just the way that Sasha. Uh, not Sasha. Yeah, well, Sasha not being there, first of all. Cause yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a bit strange. And Bianca, who was looking amazing for that run. I don't think... I'd, I, she might have lost, like, one time, which might have been a tag match, but... And then for it to end... And, and the thing is that the the 
kind of argument Mac was, well, she can recover from it, but it's not quite got there yet. Yeah. And, and that was the problem, and that was the fear, is that they wouldn't book it correctly afterwards. Mm. And lo and behold, yeah. I'd probably have to agree with you on that one. Um, but I think, yeah, obviously you have to take the releases out of it because it is unquestionably the worst thing that come out of WWE yet again for um, for, a, for a year, which is, yeah. Uh, and I've got a horrible feeling we're probably going to look at it again this year. But we'll come to predictions for 2022 in a moment. But I, what about AEW? Best, oh, no, actually, sorry. We didn't, we've no, got to say best, the best, best thing for WWE. Um, I, I, I the, mine's an the, easy one. Well, in, you, I can say things like the returns, like because the, the Lesnar's return was big. Becky, I, even though it, the way it happened wasn't great, Becky's return was great. But I don't want to say it's the best, but the fact they had a really good show in Saudi Arabia, which I don't think anyone would ever think would happen because they've had so many shit ones. Yeah, I, well, I, I see. I haven't even bothered with it. I, I got to be honest. My, well. Mine's kind of a cheat answer, but I can I can make it one. But Woods winning King of the Ring, yeah. and Big E winning the WWE title. If I go, if I had to just pick one moment, it's it's going to be Big E winning the WWE title. That was the big thing for me. That was honestly one of the only things that really, really, truly matters in the grand scheme of things that come out of last year. That I was like, ah, oh, damn, I love that. And like Bianca winning was great. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that Shinsuke's been. Uh, IC champ for as long as he is and you're getting that Dean Ambrose vibe with the US title with him now because he's just never defended it but he's, he's well, still he's, the champ. Well, he is injured. He is injured, sure, but, you know, they're not taking the title off of him anyway. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. It's just just a nice, it's just feel-good moments, isn't it? And it's hard to get those in WWE a lot of the time. So what about AEW, if we move to them? Um, worst moment or worst thing for AEW for the year? Is it a cheat answer saying Cody beating um, Anthony Gogo? I honestly think C- Cody's my answer for the whole year. I don't. Cody's my answer for the whole year, based on that. I like for reasons I've already said, so I won't go into them again now. But like, I'm getting bored when he's on TV. I like him in the ring, but I'm getting bored of of what I'm getting bored of the shtick. Because as good as he is in the ring, there's not really anything that really sets him apart from anybody else to watch as a fan. Like, it's not like, you know, he's not hitting um, what we said about Jack Evans earlier. Mm. He's not hitting all big high-flyer moves, but then his mat work doesn't stand out better than anybody, any, anyone else's. His high-flying stuff doesn't stand out above anyone else's. Like, he's one of those that, like, anything he can do, there's someone else that does it better. Yet, yeah. Cody's supposed to be the, you know... The guy, or the 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 unofficial guy. So yeah, the Cody stuff for me. And it, and if I wasn't going to pick that, then oh, as much as I hate to say it, it's probably Matt Hardy. Uh, yeah. If I had to say, or do you know what? Look, I'm sorry. I'll I'll come into it. I'm going to probably stick with Cody, but to tack on to the end of it, I'm going to say factions as a whole, um, just because most of them are, are dragging people down. Team Taz is dragging most of the members down by the f- just because they're they're in association together and not doing their own things when it feels like some of them should be. Um, the factory, uh, nightmare. Is it nightmare factory? Just the factory, it's isn't the factory. it? QT's one. Yeah. I mean, whatever that is. 
Um, what else have you got? Matt Hardy's. I mean, Matt Hardy's one is pointless. <sighs> Matt Hardy's one at one point was made up of half of tag, half a tag team of each. Well, it had the Blade, one member of of, of Butcher and Blade, one member of Private Party. What, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's just and well, boring, boring stuff. In the, a, the inner circles inner made circle, no sense. Yeah, they. I I think it was PWI, but they won like Fashion of the Year somewhere. Uh, I, I've got to I don't know how they've done that. They've never been on. They're not on TV regular enough for me. But I, one, I, it's the whole the whole thing for me. It, it just bogs people. I down. like best friends, but I don't think they've done because of injuries. With Trent, not, yeah. But it's like Orange Cassidy was last season, last last year's. No, twenty twenty was Orange Cassidy. He was like, like the, he, was he won for... PWI's um, most popular. I think it was. And now look at him, he's barely, barely doing anything. And they're supposed to be, a, well, a faction within a faction now, best friends within chaos. Mm. So, I don't know, man. It's, it's a bit, I love AW, like I said, but I love pro wrestling. And I've, I've always said I love pro wrestling. Yeah. I don't. I love I love the AW company. I love that it's come along and it shook things up. And I, I do love watching that product. But, you know, there is some stuff there that just doesn't interest me or entertain me. However, though it it does entertain other people, and that's what you got you got to understand. And we got a, you know, my biggest problem for WWE for the year was releases, and I think that's unquestionable because it was nothing to do with the products; it was to do with their their effect in other people's lives. People uproot and move across country, and and, and they're out the door. One, so one more bad thing is when they bought, apart from Shaq, when they bought someone in, and it's barely done anything for me. What like a celebrity? Yeah. Well, who did they really bring in? Rosio, um, what's her name? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, that was. Um, that was. Who else well, came in? Big Shaq. Well, Snoop well, Dogg this year. Was well, Snoop Dogg last about twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. Um, when they brought in, um, like the MMA guys. Yeah, that was yeah a big disappointment. That, I, that match I, was a disappointment, but. Well, apart from when um, Joker went, Junior, 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 when he did the line salt, and he's ready to get punched by Junior DeSantis. <laughs> um, not everyone could be a bad bunny. That'd be a positive. Bad bunny was great. Yeah, he was great this year. Um, well, what, what about a positive from AW? Um, the pay-per-views. Pay-per-views, yeah. Well, to the other side of the coin, it's got to be... Um, the people they've picked up. It's bringing Punk back. It's bringing Brian in. It's bringing Ruby in. Kyle having Adam Cole there. Bringing in Undisputed Era, like getting the best of NXT, getting the best of of the other talent out there. And do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, th- I feel like this has been the year where they've really made a big step in terms of putting themselves uh, into a position where they're like, yeah, we're a real, like a real genuine. They're a big, big time player. And so, for that reason, yeah, it's got to be it's easily, really, the biggest plus for but me. But if, if there's another thing, it's probably the match quality. Even yeah. when they don't need to be, like, they've had, like... Like on television, like Brian yeah, and Hangman and... The Hangman, the um, Brian Omega. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Britain, well, Britain Thunder. Yeah. Because I can't tell you, I couldn't tell you, even on Raw or SmackDown, that whenever there's been like a match where you have to watch, there's been a few. Like, for example, there was Edge for Seth Rollins on SmackDown. Yeah, because they had a good feud. That that was probably my feud with WWE. 
probably would have been my pick for few of the year, to be honest. <laughs> Apart from Hamman and Omega. But um, WWE had the Big E, Brock, um, not Brock, fuck, he doesn't do TV, right? You know, <laughs> well, he's sort of is now. Yeah. Brock, <clears throat> uh, then again, Big E versus Roman and Bobby on Raw. That was really good. Which is, it's a rare thing to say on Raw, but. Yeah, just the fact that you you have, you've always had these you've had good matches on WWE TV before, but they like one or two. Yeah, you don't see it so much now. And but again, that's again you have to appreciate that's their product, and it is different. Yeah. So it, it it just depends on what your preference is. Um, I don't know if it's worth going through every single company. I mean, Ring of Honor. You know, the downside to that was that it looked like they were going to go completely. Yeah. Um, but the the upside is that, you know, they've had some really good shows. And I really did love that, uh, the final battle show. I think GCW overall, big positive for them the my, whole year. My, um, my I do think they need to sort out some of their technical stuff, like for streaming, because it can be a bit of a pain. I know some of it is kind of the charm and everything, but at the same time, if you're going to start bumping yourself up into a bigger league... Um, you know, they are going to have to fix some of that sort My of stuff. My positive for GCW is that we were sponsored. <laughs> we, we did, yeah. I mean, what a, that, was a, that was a great moment, to be honest. And knowing that we we're able to sort of contribute towards that and be a small part, a very, yeah. very tiny small part of why that why that happened. Or, or at, the, at the very least, you know, being able to make sure that people could get a payday out of it and was I'd, great. And another positive about them is I'd say, without a doubt, they are company of the year for, for me. GCW? Yeah. I think, yeah, uh, it, pound for pound, I think when you look at it from a big picture, then, yeah, they made the biggest progress. Uh, I think it is next to AW, because, again, you, you're talking about a company that brought in Brian Danson and got CM Punk out of retirement. So it's all basically within perspective, isn't it? But, yeah, um, GCW is is going to be the company to watch this year. The company to watch this like year, which, which, which probably leads us into our 2022 predictions. Yeah. I've already basically made that one known. Um, we probably won't do Rumble predictions at the moment because we've got another couple of weeks, so we'll probably cover those next week. Yeah. Um, but predictions for the year as a whole. I got the Ring of Honor one dead wrong last year. I was saying, you know, wanted a good TV deal for them, and, you know, actually we kind of went the other way. So hopefully maybe this year is the year, though. Well, like we said, they are coming back. We don't know who they're going to have back because, obviously... Everybody Everyone's, sort of released, yeah. Everyone got released, and they've all like basically signed with um, Impact, but they probably have a relationship with them. And you got Brody King, who's not officially elite, and yeah, well, yeah, we'll find out. It's um, mainly a weekend, I think they come back. I'm not sure if it's. It was. It's always going to be April, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I said, we don't know who is going to be there. Officially, like EC3 and his faction, whatever that looks like. Yeah, at the we, time. Know, we know who might the champion might be because Donna Parazzo has won the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. I'm surprised. I was surprised at that. I don't think Gresham's going to drop it between now and April. No, because um, um not the not the world title. I don't think he's going to drop. He that. defended it, like I said. He defended it hard to kill. It's hard to it's hard to think what New Japan's going to do because, well, and it's hard to well it's hard to call it anyway because like I said I've not I've seen bits of of the show but it was mainly night one and two I've seen nothing from uh, New Japan versus Noah yet yeah very very deliberately so I because I I just wanted to watch that and be 
you know, just get sucked into that one. Obviously, but we, 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 we might see the odd Okada appearance on Dynamite that we, we've been promised for so long. It's inter- oh, I don't know. I mean, they're still leading into Okada a lot. And I was a bit surprised, actually, um, with the results I have seen from Wrestle Kingdom. But again, we'll, we'll cover that potentially next week I know if Os- I've had the chance to yeah. watch it by then. But. I know Osprey said, I'm not doing it because I'm so comfortable being in Japan, but doesn't mean that they can't bring someone over. Uh, it's never say never. Never say never. Um, but, I mean, big, big, bold predictions. I think we're going to... My biggest, boldest prediction is probably going to be if there's ever a year we're going to see maybe some truth. Or, well, not truth, but if, we, if we're going to see some maybe evidence of WWE looking to sell, I think this would be the year that probably comes out. If not, then... They we we might actually see the company be sold. I think we're gearing up towards it, and I think it's inevitable. But I guess we have to to wait and see what happens. I think in terms of for the indie scene, it's going to be a really really important year for um, for the indies to pick up as much as they can talent wise. Because again, you've got a lot of people towards the end of last year now that were released. With their 90-day no-competes, um, they're basically going to be up, some of them around about now-ish. So, you know, pretty much from the get-go, from the first month of the year, you're going to be able to start booking in, you know, a lot of a lot of big talent. So there's definitely potential for the indies to kind of prosper a lot more yeah. with all of this you know, talent that's been released now back into the wilderness. But... Yeah, in terms of seeing like an, one rise up through the ranks, I don't think anyone's going to overtake GCW this year. Um, no. From, from the indies, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. My last bold prediction is I think, I think, Ash, we're going to have a whole year of Roman as still champ. It is possible. I don't think we're going to see Roman drop the title. That's my biggest prediction. Aside from WWE selling up, Roman remains the champion for 2022. I mean, That's my biggest prediction. There is that rumour that they are going to do a unification at Mania. Yeah. But I don't. Brock's not winning that. Brock won't win that. If they're going to go down that route, I can't see that happening. Uh, I also predict that Sonny's going to be arrested. Oh, wait, she has done. Yeah, she has already been. You actually did say that before she got arrested the other yeah. day. So, um, but I know why. Kind of, got... kind of well done, but also that's kind of a you know you're kind of a dick. I don't know if but... you want to. I don't know if we want to get into discussion of why she got arrested. I don't know if we've we've got the energy now. Like, <laughs> I'm tired. It, it, it's, it's the fact. It's the fact that she tried to kill someone with scissors. Oh my god! Really? Apparently so. So that ain't gonna be on a train. Hey. I don't fucking know. It's a bloke. <laughs> it's, probably it's, someone, a bloke. it's probably someone who tried to sign up to her OnlyFans and. Do you want to pay the $25 a month for whatever it is? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, but if man. I do have one prediction is that we will still be going <laughs> this time next year. We will still... That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. As Paul Heyman would say. We'll still be here. We don't know if it's just going to be two of us. <laughs> Jay, uh, yeah, Jay's... There's, there's just a lot going on in mean, uh, people's it's, lives. You know. I predict by the end of this year we will all do that Raw 10th anniversary DVD and possibly do that Brock Lesnar UFC retrospective. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that might happen one day. 
no, we um, we're looking forward to. It. We honestly, really, really, really grateful to have everybody along the ride for us. Um, sorry, it's a bit of a longer one today. We just you know toyed at the idea of maybe having it in parts, but um, we'll just put it out. And obviously, everything is time stamped, so you've probably seen that already at this point. So if there's anything that you think. God, I don't want to listen to Cody Rhodes stuff again. Then I know you I can won't. skip it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you won't. Neither will I. No, um, I'll just put it on mute, to be honest. <laughs> but we are on it. So we are really genuinely really grateful um, to have everybody along with the ride for us and the fact that you're listening to us. And, you know, uh, more than anything, we just hope that you enjoy the show because um, that's what it's all about. We enjoy recording it. Well, most of the time, anyway, don't we? What do you mean? It's all the time. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, uh, please make sure to subscribe or follow uh, whichever platform that you listen on, um, whatever the lingo may be. Uh, but that really, really does help us out. We really appreciate it. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever the term may be nowadays, I'm not on Apple. Um, but yeah, please leave us a review. A five-star one if you can. Yeah. Dave melts for us and, you know, try and get a six in there if you can. I don't know how you do it, but... Do your best. And more than anything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, we hope you're having a very pleasant day. Or night, because this is taking forever. Yeah, whenever you... (laughs) Wherever you are in the world. But yeah, please, please do make sure to check out the show again next week. We don't know what we're going to be doing on there yet, but the, the news will dictate that for us, I suppose. Yeah. And hopefully me and Jay will get together and watch the Raw Tervoversity DVD. Oh, looking forward to the review. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, do, do you think me and you will do a retrospective sometime? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I want to do stuff like that. I just think that sooner or later we're going to have to show our faces. Yeah. So I think a YouTube year for us is uh, imperative. Hell, we even do a YouTube video. I, I was working on it, but I, I got COVID, so it, it got a bit tricky. Um, I was just, yeah, I wasn't really, I just could, I just didn't want to sit there and, and edit. That's, the, I mean, that's just the, I'm st- I'm the still, truth of the matter. I'm, I'm still figuring out what year of WWE Network to go on, because I did uh, Raw 99, I've done SmackDown 2003, I might do NXT, but I don't know if it's 2014, 15, maybe even 13. Just go from the beginning. Might, most, Monkey I, bars and... But I want to do a whole year, not just like... Um, well, you just go from the beginning. Might do. Or you can sit there and do 2000 WCW. Oh, I tried that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you again so much. We really, really appreciate it. We're into 2022 now. And, I mean, whatever happens this year, we're going to be going along for the ride with everybody else. So, again, if you like what you've heard, drop us a follow, drop us a subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Three Men One Fall. And until next time, I suppose. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. God bless. You boy, if you not believe in God, believe in what you want. All right. I believe in yesterday. Because <laughs> it's me, Ash. <laughs> I'm. I'm Russ. <laughs> I'll give up. We well, first. Well, first one of the year, and I'm done. <laughs> we'll see you next year. See you next decade. <laughs> Wrestling. Three men, three men. One ball, one ball. I did it.